Welcome to The Safe Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 68. And we got a good fucking episode for the kids out there, Daniel. Do we? A great episode. Today we're going to be talking about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for your Nintendo Switch. Moi 3. Which you may be struggling with some controller drift on. We'll get to that as well. We'll talk about that as well. Also, I played a little bit of that Wolfenstein Youngblood. Killing Nazis? Yeah, killing Nazis. The reason video games were invented. Mm, mm -hmm. And I gotta tell you, through and through... It's our. It's okay. Don't disappoint me like the that. The game's okay. Don't disappoint. It's me. fine. Okay. Yeah, you guys can bounce out. It's just. It's fine. Okay. No, I'm good. And then we got some other shit for you. It's gonna be good. Cool. Oh, also, we're gonna dig into. Fuck it. I know this is a video game podcast, mm-hmm. but fuck it, Daniel. Fuck it. We're gonna be talking about Marvel Phase Four. Hell yeah. MCU coming back at you for eternity. You know what my boss asked me the other day? He's like, "How long do you think they're gonna keep on making these movies?" And I was just like, "As long as like." money's a currency yeah i mean disney operates on a endless steam engine of money yeah so it's gonna keep happening right and then when we run out of characters to make movies for Mm -hmm. you know what we're gonna do we're gonna fucking remake them yeah (laughs) they're already they're already going back on their (laughs) animated films and just remaking the shit out Mm -hmm. of them did you see lion king no you didn't right no i heard very weird things about lion king um i heard that it is basically the same movie except the animals can't express themselves <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're animals and don't make human faces. And I hear some of the songs are a little different. But other than that, right. it's basically like beat for beat, the same plot, all that shit. I heard there's a lot of like improv because they, they just thought that would be fun. Let's just get a bunch of stars and people are going to love their improv. Go off script with yeah. this. Billy Eichner, do your thing. Yeah, Billy Eichner. <laughs> you're the fucking center point of the Lion King. Not, not Donald Glover. <laughs> not Beyonce. <laughs> Nah, Seth Rogen? They're side wheelers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We want that Billy Eichner good good jokes. <laughs> I like him. I like when he does like the street reporting thing with like uh, oh, random that. celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that shit. This is Paul Rudd. Would you have sex with Paul Rudd for a dollar? No, it's not the answer. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I love that shit. I, I don't know. Whatever. We'll get to that. We're gonna we're gonna dive in some video games and mm-hmm. whatnot. Daniel, how are you doing, buddy? Um, I'm experiencing Joy-Con drift, but in my life. <laughs> so that's kinda kinda yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> If I need to get a gauge, <laughs> Sorry, on, I love that. Get a gauge on where I'm at, I feel like I had an existential crisis in a shoe store this week. It caused me to buy two pairs of shoes, and oh. that's a weird thing for me to do because I oh barely... you're at you're at that crossroad in your life. Yeah, where I'm just like <laughs> buying to fill a void. Oh, I've been there, dude. Yeah. You, you've seen an Amazon fucking shipment every day, basically. At the yeah, front. it's really weird. Like, every other day, there's a knock and a strange person in orange jogging away from the apartment. <laughs> I'm just buying shit. I'm like, buying, like, equipment left and right. I got a fucking two terabyte uh, external hard drive, because mm-hmm. I ran out of room on my micro SD for all the editing shit that I was doing. And I was mm. just like, uh-oh, why did I get an alert? I've had this for a month. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go big. Get an external. And then I was like, hey... Let me plug this shit into my PS4, and now, what do you know? Ba-da-da-da-boom, two so much more space. Terries. I got one of those. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty And you good. can actually, like, run games off of it pretty competently. Competently. Yeah. <laughs> this it's, fucking stupid hard drive doesn't know how to how to play my games. It gets a little fucky, though, because, like, a lot of times updates will happen for those games, but they only update when I have my hard drive in, so it's just like... Oh, yeah. unique. 
Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a weird first world problem. It's just trying to bucket the data in one place because mm-hmm. you know PlayStation Fours they get confused easy. A little man. bit. I got to clean out my fan because I was. I'll, we'll save some impressions for Wolfenstein, but I was playing it last night mm-hmm. and. I had my headset in because I was streaming it. When I took out my headphones to go get a beer, as you, I do. You thought you were a Boeing. You're like, what's happening? I didn't know what the fuck. <laughs> it sounded like one of the grounded 737s. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, I hear the de- the fucking defects. <laughs> so I need the, I'm actually going to pop the, the top. I looked up a video. It's pretty easy to pop the top of a PS4 Pro. I've just mm-hmm. been afraid of ruining my Spider-Man Edition Pro okay. in some capacity. You, you got that less than a year ago, and it surprises me still to this day, like how many problems you have in terms of performance or yeah. loudness even. Right. It's supposed to be the superior mm-hmm. edition of the PlayStation 4, and yet... I kind of want to play a game without feeling like there's 10 hundred hair dryers going off yeah. at the same time. Hey, Mark. Mark Cerny. What's up with that? Yeah, dude. What, what's, what's going, going on, on lead that? architect Mark Cerny? Yeah. What are, you, uh, what are you doing out there? I get that architecture's loud. I get... <laughs> but can we bring it down a little bit? <laughs> can we just bring it down just like by like a notch, yeah. you know? So maybe maybe it's just caked in like dust on the probably. inside. Probably, yeah. I, I mean, it's summer. Clementine's shedding. It's probably all caked up in those fan belts. That's true. And I do toss that cat you left do. and right like around the room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like some pizza dough. But yeah, I've, yeah. Um, I've been. I'm just going to leave it at that. You, uh, you've just been. I've just been. I haven't been yeah. gaming. Haven't been doing much. I watched through yeah. all of Mindhunter. This week and last week. I mean, not that there's too much to watch through. It's 10 episodes. Yeah. But I, I watched it at the perfect time because it came out in 2017. And the new season starts in like three weeks. I forgot it was that long ago. Yeah. No, oh, new season. Yeah. Cool. Damn, do I have to rewatch? Nah, I'm fine. I think you're good. Crimes. Criminals. Serial Criminal, killers. Yeah. Uh, some nudity. Fetishes. Yeah. Shoes. It's all there. Yeah, it's yeah. All, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I've been there. But yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed that show. That's good. I needed something to sink my like energy it. into. It's, that, it's got that... that david fincherness to it for sure it does especially in terms of like cinematography or like shots music mm-hmm. it's it's definitely got his hand or his fingerprint all over it the thing is like i tell you this all the time you're like did you love it and i'm like i liked it i just i had this expectation for it to be what the first scene was throughout the entire show and it's a little more like plotting and methodical and it's more of a slow burn in terms of its drama and less like action oriented. You, know? you want you want some more action. Some more... I want like seven. You want like serial killers yeah. chasing people. I want in the fucking streets. John Doe slapping like uh, machete yeah. dildos on people and making them fuck people to death. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a specific need. Maybe, but I can actually fill that void for you. Okay. <laughs> Bear with me. Okay. You should watch the boys then. Oh yeah, you told yeah. me about that. The boys on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. right now. I fucking advertise for amazon four times here hmm. we need that associates discount anyway uh it's good so far i'm surprised how accurate it is to the comic book mm-hmm. i i thought they would softball some elements of it because the comic is pretty horrifically gory it has some intense uh both sexual and violent moments oh, I like and that. it's all in the show that ultra violence yep some of that good good ultra violence so i i recommend so far we'll see if it pans out well but mr carl urban it's fucking great in it. Mm, he's from, fucking from great. Predator. This is this became an entertainment. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Isn't he in Predator? I have to search my soul. Because <laughs> um, because when you say Predator, I know you I, like. I mean, like I'm, the old, like, yeah, yeah, old yeah all four films, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, he's not in any of the Predators. Hold on. No, no, I swear to you, he's not. In Pre- <laughs> I know Predator like the back of my hand. Okay, I know Predator. I know more about Predator than I know my family's birth dates. I don't know any of their birth dates. I can give you an approximate, like, mm-hmm. oh, my little brother's probably like November, 
But I can tell you that, you know, Adrian Brody was the star of Predators, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, third Predator mm-hmm. film, <laughs> written by Robert Rodriguez, but not directed by him. Okay, whatever. We got off the rails here. Carl Urban, I always think you're somebody else. He was in Dread. Yeah. He was Dread. And he was in Thor. And he was in Star yeah. Trek as Bones. Mm. He was also in something else. Okay. As Carl Urban. And all of his fans are called Urbanites. I didn't know that. I made it up. Or Urban Legends. <laughs> like that. So Ur- Watch the Boys is, is your, your through line there. Watch the Boys. It seems pretty good so far. Okay. Also, I since this is an entertainment show now, because we're going to be discussing movies at the end what of it. What does it matter? Like, we, we're, we just talk about what we want to talk about half the time. Okay, well. Yeah, sometimes it's life, sex, and drugs. Sometimes it's Marvel. You it's know? not always about trophy popping. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's about Carl Urban and his urban legends. <laughs> um, I watched Chernobyl as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. The miniseries on HBO. High recommendation for okay. me. Very high recommendation. It's one of those shows where I walked into it hearing good things and said to myself, I will try an episode and hopefully I won't get stuck like looking at Twitter halfway mm-hmm. through. That's how I, that's, that's, that's the, how you know a show's that's good. Test. Yeah, yeah. You, you pass the test if I'm not distracted by like memes. So I didn't watch one episode. I watched three in a row oh, like wow. on one sitting and there's only five episodes. So two nights, this fucking Chernobyl extravaganza, it is a haunting show. Okay. It's very, very, very good. It's heavy as fuck though. And radiation's scary as fuck. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I did a bunch of reports on, like, Three Mile Island and uh, Chernobyl in high school, middle did school. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, for my chemistry class. Let me ask you, Daniel. Don't how ask me. does an RMBK reactor core explode? Do you know the answer to that? I know the answer. Okay, tell me. Lies. <laughs> Soviet lies. <laughs> okay, Hopper. <laughs> Conspiracy theorist over here. <laughs> All right, a little housekeeping for you, mm-hmm. Mr. Daniel. Since we're a podcast, we have to do room. that. We are a podcast. We yeah. got to do that thing. Uh, we're the Save Room. We have been voted the best video game podcast in this apartment complex. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's another one, which makes mm-hmm. us the best by default. You agree? Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Game and Farcer once gave us a recommendation Don't. or an accolade. No, they're not real, Daniel. <laughs> we're real. Okay, and we come onto the scene with real shit. Carl Urban's Urban Legends, Soviet Lies, yeah. everything. We're real. So you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show, or find us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and on RSS feeds across the nation. It's a miracle that Only none of those sites have taken us down by now. It is. I'm, yeah. I'm still waiting for some sort of like copyright strike or just like you can't talk about video game peripherals and people's pussies. Like, yeah, yeah I'm just waiting for an email. All right. I think it's just because we're still like kind of we're low hanging fruit. <laughs> I'll say. Is that the expression? Um, I would say we're 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 a dangling nutsack. Okay. Of podcasts. You just say we're flying under the radar pretty low, but. <laughs> i don't think we're a blip on the radar yeah there's no radar in our vicinity uh and sometimes we stream as well little shout out for our streamicles i'm at twitch.tv slash the red herb you can find me playing shit like marvel or mm-hmm. this weekend i plan on finishing judgment on stream oh wow that'll be tomorrow probably cool that'll be in the past go check the past broadcast. are you that far along in terms of chapters yeah i okay. am so there's 16 chapters i'm on no there's not 16 i think it's like only 14 fuck i forgot but i am on like chapter 12 so okay. it it is the home stretch nice. right now i think i know who the killer is too oh yeah that's I figured exciting out, i figured out who the mole is mm. it's crazy i won't spoil it here for you okay. but uh what he does is he sticks ice picks in people's fucking eyes it's uh it's a thing where can they find you on twitch <laughs> 
And they can find me over at Twitch on twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. These days you're catching my archives because I haven't been streaming lately. I guess the last week I kind of just did not stream even though I had time to. Hey man, you got to take care of yourself. I don't know how that's going, but... You got... You, oh, sorry. You have to try to take yeah, care okay, of yourself, there we go, there Daniel. You go. Yeah. I mean, I so in my, my downtime, I've been doing, like, other things. I've been, like, meditating and working out. I, I drove 45 minutes to Snoqualmie Falls and took a... I want a power trailing. What is it called? Uh, 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 <laughs> trail, trail running? Tra- yeah, I did, did like... Did you really run up yeah, the trail? Yeah, I did a little jog. Okay. Yeah, it was nice. I was, like, fucking winded by the end of it, and I was exhausted gotcha. for, like, three days, but it was good. It was worth it. Yeah, you like that? Uh, yeah. Very, very... Very scenic. Outdoorsy out there. Very outdoorsy. Yeah, I gotta take you there one time. I can have some nature. I haven't left, like, a, a 30-mile radius around Seattle. Mm-mm. Like, since I've since we've moved no, here. No, you, you've been to all, like, the big cities in this area, but that's it. That's it. Go outside sometime. Get sweaty. I go outside. All, I get sweaty all the time, man. Yeah. I've been hitting the gym. I've been hitting that fucking gym. Okay. It's indoors. I'm not going to go trail running where a fucking coyote can grab, nip at my ankles. Or uh, what, a Wendigo? Right. And I got so, I got T-Mobile. It's not going to work out there in the woods with my nipped ankles and the coyotes true. fucking just biting my nipples and whatnot. I got Verizon Wireless and like they have pretty good connection most of everywhere except my own apartment. Yeah. yeah it's weird. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but out in Snoqualmie... The Wendigo thing kind of remind me. Every time I go there, there's like this kind of like elevated house or watermill, and it reminds me of something like out of like Until Dawn. Like every oh. time I go there, I get those like creepy like Until Dawn vibes. And I think part of the game was actually set in Washington, if not all of it. Uh, I can't verify. It's been a while since I played that. No, game. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is because they talk about like Native American like reservations and stuff like that pretty often. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, you want to go there uh, like at night? Yeah. <laughs> like one of these days. For sure. I kind of want to go to like a snowy mountain, you know, where okay. there's like a lodge and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, and bring my switch. <laughs> Do you want to go like, uh, like skiing? You want to know how to ski? I could learn how to ski, but I have no balance or anything. Do I need balance to ski? It helps. Mm. Do you That'd have, be a problem. Do you have bad equilibrium in your ear? Is that what it is? Um, yeah. Okay. That's why I sit a lot. Mm. It's hard to stand, Daniel. We'll get you there, and then I'll. Uh, one of these days, we'll go to Leavenworth. We'll take like a two day vacation and just go chill out there, drink some fucking beer, and can we, can, and float the river. Can we call it a boycation? Sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, boycation. But outside of that, no streaming for me. If I was going to stream this week, it probably would have been Overwatch because um, the Summer Games is happening, and yeah. This is a great Dan way, which I call segues now. Mm. Uh, there's a new character in Overwatch. You want to yeah. tell me about that? Because I know nothing about him. Oh, you don't know anything about him? Not really. Um, his name is Sigma. He is here number 31. He's a, like a hybrid sort of tank, level three difficulty. Apparently, he was like an astrophysicist who got like so heavily invested in like learning about like neutrinos and black holes and all that stuff that he went insane like in his research. And then he ends up like getting committed to like a mental institute. Okay. And Talon ends up using him as like a, a living weapon. They're kind of like the black agents that kind of work against Overwatch. Are they Blackwatch? what is Blackwatch in over... I, I fucking forget the lore because there's no actual story in the game. Yeah. It all sits outside in like pamphlets and YouTube videos, but Bla- not in the game. Blackwatch is like the, the black ops unit that kind of like works outside of Overwatch. They huh. work in conjunction with them. And then Talon's like the kind of evil organization that like Sombra and uh, Widowmaker and all of them are from. What do they want to do? Oh, they just want to use them to kill. What? I don't know. They don't like Overwatch all that much. But he... It's weird because he's like he looks like he's a sixty year old dude. Yeah, he's like 
really old. He's a, he looks like a buff Doc Brown. He looks like a buff Doc Brown. Yeah. Yeah. But he's an interesting tank. He does like um, black holes. He can float. He can like project out a shield. I actually watched Seagull. Do you like a stream in PTR Ooh. about him? Seagull, he's a actually a really well-known like Overwatch competitive player. Oh. Yeah. Jeff Kaplan actually sat down and like rolled through some of the details with him. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jeff Kaplan sat down he, with Seagull. He yep. gets yep. the honor of Jeff Kaplan's presence. Yeah. We play Overwatch all the fucking time, Daniel. I'm sorry, we're not on the pro leagues like a Seagull is. We, you know? we pray to the Kaplan before every match of comp. <laughs> we, I don't we, understand. I don't understand. And this guy's Seagull. Like, well, do we have to call ourselves birds, you know, to get, get Jeff Kaplan's attention from now on? Mm-hmm. Fuck this, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck I think this. so. I think that's what needs to happen. Listen, man. All I've ever wanted since I started gaming when I was nine was to meet Jeff Kaplan. I didn't know who he was, and I've never heard of his name when I was nine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like retroactively, that's a true statement. Has he been in... He's probably been in the games industry for 20 years, right? Probably. Probably. He's, he's, like, he's, he's probably like a, at the Blizzard offices. He's got that like bronze sword and shield thing. Like oh, yeah, yeah. You get more on the wall the longer you're there. Yeah, 30 years, you get a gold statue. Yeah, 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 for sure. But Sigma looks cool. Um, I think you get a beer stein as well at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, it's, that's true. it's like fucking uh, Diablo style. Yeah. I told you I've been there, right? Have I ever talked about being on Blizzard campus? Forever like, ago. Forever, forever ago. Like, ago. Yeah, we talked about it. Like, probably two plus years ago at this point, And there was a Tracer statue that you almost knocked over. There was a Tracer statue I almost knocked over. Yeah. They have a really cool library that has some video games and books and tabletop games. And I almost uh, broke somebody's DeLorean mm. uh, replica on... No, he broke it himself. He was showing me it. And, like, it has, like... It had a stand where it was, like... Um, uh, what do you call it? like reverse magnets? So it looks like the car was like hovering and oh, floating, okay. but like he put it on and it just fucking fell. <laughs> and I always remember that. That was my time at Blizzard. Nice, Ha-ha. very cool. Yeah, all they do is make mobile games there. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, just, they have an assembly line of just turning all your favorite IP into mobile games. It's Can't insane. wait for Diablo Immortal. It's gonna be right. sick. Right, man. It's so great. <laughs> Warcraft Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, I guess the one thing about Sigma that's been happening right now is he's beginning to get a lot of backlash. Why? One thing people noticed about him was that he wasn't wearing shoes. Mm. Like, why isn't he wearing shoes? Mm. Comfortability. Yeah, like, right. And, like, I don't know. It's weird that I have to see his feet in the first place. But anyway. The, Gamers what, like feet. The concept artist was like, well, it's because um, he's technically, like, an inpatient at a mental health facility. So he's mentally ill and all this other stuff. So, like, you can kind of see that he wears, like, inpatient scrubs. Okay. And, like, outfit like that. So he's like, yeah, we wanted to kind of create that authentic, like, mental patient look with him. Oh. And people were like, that's not good. This is not good representation of like the mentally ill to like be like oh okay he's a villain basically right yeah it's creating like this taboo that people it's just not sitting well with people yeah i remember yeah reading that but damn dude it's it's tough being put on the spot sometimes yeah. like that yeah. you know when you're explaining like artistic choices and such it's like this is the direction we want to go and like i i think that was a clunky way of representing that he was trying to say well he comes from a, like a mental institution mm-hmm. and so we wanted to kind of like have that vibe for him yeah we're just like oh no like i i get it yeah. I, I get that but at the same time it's weird it's statement. it's it's a little weird statement yeah and then just be like well he could wear shoes <laughs> i would want to see him in crocs i would want to see him yeah, in crocs that would sure. be my preference like crocs just or, floating there or penny loafers but any low any any just really any kind of yeah you think gonna be some skins and just shoes <laughs> you just got shoes. a big ass wooden shoe all these loot boxes and I'm, shoes. I'm stoked for them because i like playing tanks my thing is um, no, I, don't. I wonder when they're gonna stop adding characters at this point yep and something somebody with an interesting backstory like him i tweeted about it where i was like i would kind of like to see them introduce like 
more integral story characters in like story events like pve sort of dealies rather than just dropping mm. them into the game like yeah. oh this is a new character um they did it with orissa in a really cool way kind of like painting the idea of like the omnic rising and all that and like i feel like if you're gonna put him at the center of talent and have him be like this kind of villain type like make him feel like a villain you know yeah i think it's fair enough well, rumor has it Overwatch 2 is going to have uh, more yeah. story elements PBE to stuff. it and stuff. So I'd, I'd like to see that evolution because I feel like, again, that's kind of my biggest complaint where it's, I think I, I really could dig on the lore for mm-hmm. Overwatch, but there's no direct ingress point for me and mm-hmm. the lore. It's all just kind of like splashes of it in the game and then you have to go out of your way to learn more about these characters. And like, you know, some of that's cool and some mm-hmm. of that makes sense for games like Bloodborne and stuff, but sure. Overwatch, it's like... You could just tell me. <laughs> like, you could just give it to me. Yeah, I have um, the graphic novel that you got me, the, like, with all the compounded, like, origin oh, yeah. stories. Yeah, I never read it. And it's good, but it's just, like, I feel like some of that could have been better served just, like, in-game somehow. You know what we need? We need, like, I've said it before, we need a Netflix series. Hmm. Okay? That with, with a continuous story, mm-hmm. an ensemble kind of story, mm-hmm. have different parts of it, maybe go through different parts of time. Did you do something? Give us something interesting like that. And have that be, like, official canon and context for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, also you just put more story in the game. Sure. Hey, I got some news for you, Daniel, since we're already kind of talking about new shit coming out. Uh, I got four items on here for you, buddy. So wow. strap in. Okay. I'm trapped. Oh, I bet you're For this four-wheel newsin'. Wow. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, well, number one's not fun. But, hey... <laughs> We're fun. Okay. Number one, a new report shows that 74% of adults have experienced harassment playing online games. I know no one here that is listening to this podcast is surprised, but there are some interesting statistics mm-hmm. that came out of the survey. Have you ever experienced harassment playing games? Uh, a few times. Okay. I don't think it's... I go out of my way to step around it because I don't join chat. Mm-hmm. I, I don't open myself up to, like, strangers online. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to play, like, co-op or something, I play with friends. That's a very controlled environment mm-hmm. for me because I've experienced knuckleheads online saying some random bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck your mom to death. Yeah. I'm going to come to your house and stuff like that. These are literal things that I've heard, mm-hmm. by the way, from strangers playing fucking Modern Warfare 2. And I'm just like, I don't need that yeah and so when i hear people like getting upset like an overwatch i get on chat and i'm just like get fucked basically <laughs> just get yeah. fucked i don't give a shit so this comes our way from a article written by cecilia de anastasio love published her. on kotaku love her writing check her out go give that click to them the nonprofit organization anti-defamation league or adl released a report featuring some surprising and not so surprising statistics based on a survey of over 1,000 players online interactions cecilia wrote quote the adl also looked at game publishers moderation of those spaces and found them wanting end quote daniel kelly who was the associate director for adl center for technology and society pointed out that quote large-scale commercial games end quote tend to house totally unmoderated social spaces that turn toxic especially if you're a female or person of color 65% of surveyed players say they've experienced severe harassment. 29% say they've been doxxed as a result of online play. A third of LGBTQ players believe the harassment was due to their sexual orientation. And a third of Black and African American players and a quarter of Latinx and Asian Americans say the harassment centered on their ethnicity. And 40% 
of surveyed women responded that they were harassed because of their gender. To add some ranch dressing onto the shit salad, 23% of players say they've encountered some form of white supremacy online. The ADL also reported that certain games fostered more harassment than others. Topping the toxicity tower were CSGO, Dota 2, PUBG, Overwatch, and League of Legends. Kelly told Kotaku that many games have woefully archaic policies for harassment in their virtual environments. Quote, I was looking at both Fortnite and League of Legends' current policies around harassment and looking at Twitter's in 2006, and they seem to be carbon copies of each other. Hmm. End quote. Kelly suggests that the Entertainment Software Ratings Board, or ESRB, who reviews games for content and places ratings on them, not unlike the Motion Picture Association of America does for film, should reconsider how they rate games featuring online play. Quote, They pass a ball on what are the online interactions like. If you look at it, for instance, Fortnite, that's T-rated, but 70% of folks are experiencing harassment, according to our study. End quote. That's an interesting angle to come at it with, but it's just, it's up to, like, the people engaging with it at that point. Like, mm. a game like Fortnite, what, that's like a, is that an E-rated game, or is that T? Fortnite's T. T? Okay, yeah. The target audience is obviously kids and teenagers, but you're obviously going to have people who have influence, like, teenagers have influence from media, the internet, all over the place, and at that point, they come unfiltered, and it creates a whole different environment. Right. Maybe I'm not quite sure what he's suggesting here that like, oh, the moment that somebody says fuck on an online game Mm -hmm. makes the whole game M rated. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's suggesting that our our kind of static rating system should change to accommodate online play. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's even like a sub rating going, hey, it's a rated T game, but here's like a... Like maybe T-O. It's a five scale because it has online, yeah. you know, <laughs> something like that. I think it's it just becomes sort of like a... It's a hard thing to gauge because you have other players external engaging factors. with it and external right. factors and you don't know how they're going to act. So your experience could be an E experience or it could be fucking rated M depending on how people want to approach it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what that quite means from a rating mm-hmm. standpoint, but yeah. I do agree that uh, the way that big companies, EA, Activision, the way that they moderate their spaces is, well, it's a lack of moderation. They, yeah. they, they just don't do anything about it, you know? I mean, like, you see Blizzard having little feature sets like ban features sure. or writing in when people have done something wrong. Like, they have such an extent... Like, on Overwatch alone, now, there's an extensive like reporting feature for, like, okay, what's going on? Was this player being toxic? Were they spamming? Were they inactive? So, and then you could write in a little further and enough of those that are actually like legitimate, like players can get banned, you know? Yeah, actually, I think that's a, that's a, that's a great implementation that should be more prevalent, especially for online games where, because I've played games where there's a report feature and I don't feel like anything's really fucking happening, you know? Mm. Like what's the follow up there? Uh, not to say that Twitter has great practices when it comes to harassment, but it's because they seem to enable white supremacy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Jack. You seem to do that, Jack. Um, at least you get a, a follow-up about, hey, we've reviewed the content that you have flagged mm-hmm. and have taken action on this account because of it. And I'm, I, I think that feels like, oh, shit, that lends not only credence to the fact that I, I am heard as a user that harassment's occurring, but on the other side, it means the people that are harassers know that they are being monitored. Mm-hmm. They are being watched. And it's not okay because it turns out, fuck your freedom of speech. That's not what this is. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to take that one out of context. But it is a private kind of ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So it should be moderated to the standards that not only the community wants, but what the developer thinks is good. But then you get people... Because people are assholes yep. and people, people are trolls, are they get banned on one account, they create another one, you know, and then the 
perpetual behavior keeps happening, you know? Yeah, I know. It, it, <laughs> it's it's one of those impossible things to stamp out completely, and mm-hmm. you're not going to. Yeah. But I've always believed, always believed, just because the forest is going to burn, you don't let the town succumb to the fire, mm-hmm. too. You do your best to mitigate that fire, all right? These fucking companies could be doing better to stop people that are going there and targeting women, Mm -hmm. giving them shit just because they can easily identify their voice Mm -hmm. on chat. Go like, oh, you're a chick, and then message them and spam them. There should be more dynamic features to kind of stamp out this fucking form of harassment. And then at root cause, y'all fucking gamers need to be better. You need to do yeah. better, be better. Why do you think it's cool to go online and give someone shit? I've saw replies to like uh, Cecilia's post on Twitter, mm-hmm. just going like, "You know what you signed up for?" Yeah, but it should... about just log off, and it's like that—that's not it, dude. It shouldn't be like that. And people like that don't experience the sort of level of harassment that females do, people of color do, mm-hmm. people of disability, like anybody who is not like non-white. And granted, you can't like visibly see these things when you're playing online with people but like their tell signs you can always tell when you're playing with a female and people jump on that in the worst way like the stories i've heard from friends about like the messages they get or like the comments they get like it's enough for them to never want to even play in voice chat you know right i remember (laughs) this kind of false this false uh, perspective that yeah girls don't really play games like that Mm -hmm. and then when all these studies come out and show like oh actually like almost half the player base is female female or identifies as female it's just that they hide from you because you guys are pushing them out of the space in very hostile ways it's volatile for them is that what you want yeah if the answer is yes get fucked (laughs) i this is when companies are going to respond the more that we see shit like this Mm -hmm. more articles coming out they're going to respond in ways where they're going to flag what you say Mm -hmm. and what you do and are they wrong to do it especially if these fuckers are targeting harassment against people of color and such Mm -hmm. i don't think so yeah i don't know what some of these other companies are doing about it like i know what blizzard's doing but i don't necessarily know what you know activision uh, at large activision's doing or or, or ea is doing or what is it 10 cent with PUBG. Yeah, uh, uh, ten ten cent with technically they own League of Legends, I guess. Or yeah. Riot Games. Riot develops, Games. There we go. Uh, League of Legends. That was that was one of the targets mm-hmm. where um, the article mentioned that players drop off of playing that because the harassment's mm-hmm. so bad. And Dota Two was actually number one in that list of people just leaving because it's just too toxic to even stay. And I have to look at that, and it's like for the developers that pour their heart and souls into these games to mm-hmm. make them as good as they are and continue to support them. Is that what you want to hear? That, oh, your community, well, your ecosystem fosters so much toxicity that it's kicking people out of even wanting to enjoy the game Mm -hmm. that you have poured your life into. Is that what you want? What is it about these games, you think? Like, is it just the nature of, like, online shooters or competitive games or... I think... Yeah, competition plays into it. Games where there is a versus aspect seems to foster a little bit more toxicity than a game with co-op elements, you know? I don't know what it is. Maybe it is something that switches in your head Mm -hmm. about us versus them. And people just use it as a launching pad for their own bullshit. Like, oh, I'm going to target women. I'm going to target people of color. But that's stupid. Like, the us versus them, because it becomes like you fighting your own team. You're not, like, attacking people... Mm -hmm on the opposite enemy team, you're literally attacking your own teammates and people. In yeah. Chat, you're chat you. and shit. Like, yeah, for sure. It's a weird, weird mindset and it's very toxic and horrible. Or maybe it's just that these spaces aren't well monitored mm. or moderated 
and they know that they can do it. Like the, this Daniel Kelly guy was actually comparing some of these online spaces like Fortnite to mm-hmm. fucking 4chan and 8chan, which are unmoderated. Yeah. And it's like, well, if no one's watching or slapping their wrist, that's going to grow the mm-hmm. problem, right? So what can we do about that? I think that's a conversation that uh, developers and publishers alike need to have mm-hmm. right now because you know EA wants to push this whole future of every game's live service game. Mm-hmm. You're going to have these uh, surprise mechanics and all that. And it's like, well, okay, you want to you keep on telling us that social is the way of the future, but you don't do anything to make that an inviting future. Mm-hmm. Think about that shit. Also, fuck you, EA. <laughs> it's weird, too, because we also get it a lot more publicly in terms of, uh, like, fighting games and tournaments like that. Like, the Smash scene is notorious for being very toxic and yeah. re- really geared towards, like, violence and harassment towards women. But I feel like there's a lot more call-out and immediate action in those spheres just because it's more of a physical space mm. and you can moderate it a bit more. Yeah, or, because there's, like, actual tournaments live tournaments and... that occur and, they're, you know, a congregation of the community and all that, mm-hmm. whereas, like, League of Legends, like, you know, I think they have a few tournaments a year or something yeah. like that but for the most part it's just people hidden behind their monitors fucking blowing up somebody's chat i mean know? we always see that veil of anonymity where it's like people feel powerful and like they could say and do whatever they want and like these spaces invite that sort of behavior you know you're gonna get the worst sort of people dude bros racists teenagers kids who are impressionable just saying and doing these things because it's funny to them you know i think that's the other danger too where it's like you mentioned kids right mm-hmm. kids are coming on there and if there's a normalization of hate speech and targeted harassment, mm-hmm. how is a kid going to know any different? They're just going to uh, mimic these behaviors and propagate it for the future. Well, that's exactly what happens. I remember that's like... has happened, actually, cool. since Halo fucking made online play ubiquitous. Yeah. You know? I mean, I hate to... God, I hate painting it this way because I like to think that we're independent enough, especially now as adults. But like when you're a kid kid you're pretty impressionable but i remember growing up watching south park and being very directly influenced by like the language and the sort of things that they would be saying and i was saying stuff i shouldn't have been saying at 10 years old to the point where it got banned in my household because it just like the way it like affected me and i couldn't imagine growing up in this sort of online space now where it's like you're not only just getting like filtered content you're getting unfiltered content from people from all over who have all sorts of opinions and all sorts of languages and it's it's a mess by comparison. Yeah, so. I agree. It's a total mess right now, and I feel like somebody needs to step in. But mm-hmm. as long as these companies are making money, I, I feel like they don't care, you know? No. Well, they don't care because, like, the ESRB is already in set. Like, okay, they figured the game is, is sold. The retailers did their job at making sure it wasn't getting in the hands of minors or whoever. It's up to the parents if they want to buy those games. And at that point, they're like, cool, we made our money. They don't have to worry about anything past that. Have you noticed you, when you play most like online games, there will be like, yeah, the, the game's rated T, but there's a little like mention going online interactions are not rated by the ESRB. Oh, is that a thing? Yep. I, maybe yep. I've seen that. Absolutely a thing. I've seen it before. I'm just like, okay, cool. I get that. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to predict, but mm, maybe there should be a bigger call out where it's like, hey, warning, there are online interactions yeah. with this, which could lead to harassment and targeted harassment and you know that kind of shit it's not a sales point that any publisher wants to put on the back of the box but it's something that happens and i feel like we can't continue to sweep it under underneath the rug because it's a big problem especially if people are getting doxxed in real life as a result of online play that is affecting people in actuality i've seen it happen a lot to like twitch streamers right and i mean well even whole other conversation doubly so with with females people doxing like their entire history their family information like sending death threats or like 
the the horrible thought of like oh, i'm gonna c- come find you and rape you like that is so disgusting to think that people can have that sort of control and agency in an anonymous space like that you yeah know? no one should feel like hey i'm gonna go play overwatch and get threatened to yeah i remember when i was um when i worked at gamestop i sold i mean it, it was games I sold games, obviously, but it was in that period of time where like online gameplay was such a thing. And like a parent would come up to me with a game. I'm like, you think this is okay for my kid? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's an online game. They're like, oh, what does that mean? Can they talk to other people? And I'm like, well, yeah, they can go on. You can have PS plus or Xbox live and you can like, you know, interact with other players. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm like, Mm. well, it's like, it's a part of the game. Like you can, you know, just monitor them or make sure they don't have a headset on or whatever. You can tailor it to your own experience, but like you're going to have interactions with other people that might not be savory. Right. Yeah. I like that that's a genuine concern. I like that a parent would take pause and be like, wait a second, what does that mean for my kid? Exactly. And I think that's something that the industry needs to broadcast more mm-hmm. and also do something about. Mm-hmm. Get better at moderation and have that information available saying like, hey, here's just like a quick something that the ESRB releases about. Here are what online interaction. Here's what you could encounter mm-hmm. in an online interaction. And then root cause uh gamers need to stop being shitty shitty people yeah okay like you said and we've said time and time again do better do better yeah be better people shouldn't be cyber bullied or harassed when they're just going online to play a game and, yeah and women shouldn't have to feel like threatened just by being a presence you know and if that's how you get your fucking jollies mm-hmm. fucking throw your goddamn keyboard slash controller into a toilet mm. all right i do want to do like a quick like sidebar because this kind of happened this week as well there there's a, a streamer on twitch her name is paladin amber yes. she is out of australia but like she's been getting a lot of stuff where people will harass her or say like you know unsolicited things in her twitch chat Mm -hmm. and she's just kind of doing this clap back that's really comical and she puts people on the spot in like the funniest ways with it where she'll do like just this just in like news broadcast and just basically highlight like what the person said and how it's wrong and fucked up right yeah yeah it it, she's like kind of took the internet by storm like this week and last week so much so that like nathan grayson from kotaku wrote like a feature right about her that's right yeah yeah yeah. i read about that and i've seen it she has like the uh i think the obs overlays that makes it look like a news broadcast or so funny like zoom ins and shit where she's just like i'm not gonna show you my feet and that's fucking weird (laughs) you're being gross it's really fucking good or like somebody asked her to fart into the mic and do (laughs) asmr farting yeah and she was just like i don't care who you are that's disgusting that's weird who likes farts like that Yeah. <laughs> or even like uh somebody asks oh do you want to do the horizontal tango with me and she's like it's not cool to ask strangers on the internet if they want to have sex with you don't do it yeah, she's, <laughs> she's like, like i'm just a gal being a pal on the internet that doesn't mean i want to have sex with you exactly and i think like that's one way to combat it like just calling it out but like she kind of has a very cool air and attitude about it where it probably took her so many years of harassment to get to that point where it's like, how can I actually combat this in a way that turns it and makes people feel awkward about it? I think that's one of the things that bothers me about seeing replies going like, you know what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, putting exposing yourself. Um, you're normalizing it. Yeah. And you're saying like, that's just the way it goes. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I think calling it out just like this needs to happen way more mm-hmm. often than the harassment yeah, itself. for sure. So... Until we get to an equilibrium of people stop being shitty. Just let people be people yeah. and enjoy fucking video games. You f- Anyway, number two on here. 
That was a tangent. I know. Number two, Bethesda released all three classic Doom games on modern consoles and, oops, required online access to even play them. Now, this was a quick fix. I just wanted to call it out. A lot of people are throwing a lot of heat at this, but here's what happened. During this year's QuakeCon, Bethesda announced Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3 were headed to the PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Right now, you can download the first two titles for five bucks a pop Mm. and pay ten bucks for Doom 3, which is actually pretty good pricing for these things. Uh, That wasn't the only surprise Bethesda had for Doom fans. Upon booting up the games, players found that they were forced to create and log in to a Bethesda.net account in order to even play. The first two games only need a one-time pass-through, whereas Doom 3 requires players to log in every time they play. You know, for a game that doesn't have multiplayer... (laughs) Bethesda says the requirement is a mistake, though. From their Twitter, quote, The Bethesda net login requirement was included for the Slayers Club to reward members for playing the classic Doom games. The login should be optional, and we are working on changing the requirement to optional now. End quote. While Bethesda's response was speedy, it was too late to prevent the litany of memes making mm-hmm. fun of the login requirement using other classic games. I saw one with fucking, like, sorry, Mario, your princess is in the other castle. You'll need a Bethesda.net <laughs> login in order to go there. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah, I've seen a few here and there. <clears throat> I, okay, I, I believe that it, it probably was a mistake of mm-hmm. some sort. Mm, maybe actually, it, no, I don't. Maybe they just responded <laughs> quickly to like, oh shit, we shouldn't have made this permanent. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was just kind of left over in the back end of like all their other Bethesda Net Doom games because like Doom's everywhere now and like yeah. uh, Doom for the Switch and PS4 and Xbox has like online features. So maybe it just kind of got left there and they yeah. forgot to fix it. Well, regardless of the intention, at least they said like, hey, we're going to make that not a thing for mm. you. That's cool. But I, I get it. You log into a classic Doom game and you get slapped in the face with you need online access. And it's like, well, makes no wait, sense. What? Yeah. Why? What the fuck? It's like it's like logging into uh, like Metroid 1 or some shit. Mm. Although you, d- you do need Nintendo online access. Oh my yeah. god. The future sucks. The only thing I thought, like, if it wasn't a mistake, they were probably just, like, maybe trying to measure, like, certain metrics with the game, engagement, see, like, if these games are worth, like, doing anything with, but... I, I don't know what it was. I, I know that uh, Slayer's Club is, like, your fan club benefit system. You get reward points mm. for mm. Doom Eternal and whatnot. I'm I don't part care. Of the Slayer's Club. I don't give a shit about stuff like that, honestly. I've tried things like RENet back in the day, and it's always, like, more lift then reward mm. it's like oh log in at this time and play and maybe you'll be one of a hundred thousand players to get this skin or something it's just like and it gets fucking boring after a while and it's like you're not really doing anything yeah. for me and it's obnoxious to sign in like every time rather than auto sign in or whatever it's just stupid i've shit. never really engaged with it like for games like that uh let's it's uh, like an after fact like oh you know people engage with RENet like uh for re2 let's see what the statistics are you know i guess that's neat but, but that's like different. i'd rather them house that stuff in game instead mm-hmm. of like maybe log into an app or yeah so the way i've seen it work pretty uh effortlessly uh i don't know, take monster hunter world you know you have your daily logins where you get your bonus vouchers and rewards and stuff but that's like a uh, game of service it's always online so yeah, it's so much easier like to just hit square and in log the game, in yeah exactly right? it's you not know, like, like make that yeah making you log in before you 
even get into the yeah, game at all. Yeah, don't make me do bullshit. Get out of here with your Bethesda net. Anyway, um, Jim Sterling got a lot of flack because he ran into this, mm-hmm. and he's not a fan of Bethesda. <laughs> uh, and mentioned on Twitter, he's just like, fuck them, basically. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've said fuck to three companies on this episode so far. But thankfully, we're underneath the radar, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> um, and he got a big clap back on it because he even had to apologize because he was like, I was wrong. What happened was I was using the wrong IP and couldn't log in because of that and uh, got, you know this that and the other and oh yeah i feel bad because I, I i do like jim sterling but everyone's coming at him going like oh he just he's like the negative uh you know he's negative just for the clicks and all that mm-hmm. shit and i'm just like ah. he is severely negative yeah and he very much comes after the industry in a big way but he always has a good point behind what he's saying. And at least he's like owning up and going like, mm, I was kind of wrong about the situation. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Other people are giving him shit. Cause it was like, it was out for a fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they fixed it already. Like just give, give him some time. Mm-hmm. I get that too. But at the same time, Bethesda is an easy target. And that's not because it's fun to make fun of them. It's because they make themselves an easy target with their choices and business decisions. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah, the last year has not been kind to them. No. <laughs> but Doom Eternal looks neat. <laughs> and I'm kind of interested in picking up Doom 3. That was like the horror game of, of the Doom games. It was like more like strategy survival horror. Um, I remember it was a little more methodical because you had to have like a flashlight in the dark Mm. and it was more about like darkening hallways and stuff like that than it was like just a, you know, rip and tear power fantasy like a New Doom is. Yeah, New Doom is something else. It's like very frenetic, like parkour with guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, good shit. I like it. But I just wanted to give a brief aside. Mostly it's cool that there's retro dooms available for the Switch. I think so too. Yeah. Speaking of thy Switch, number three on here, Daniel. Nintendo will fix your drifting joy. Joy-Con for free. Joy-Con Drift, the silent killer. Alright, not really, but it is an annoyance for Nintendo Switch owners. If you're unfamiliar, the issue was first reported online by users in 2018, in which the Joy-Con's joystick still registers an input even after you stop moving it. Got an example for you. In a game like Mario Odyssey, it means you'll see the Italian plumber drift along without your say-so. A disobedient plumber Mm. is what's happening here. Vice got a hold of an internal memo sent out to customer support reps, which stated the following, quote, Customers will no longer be uh, requested to provide proof of purchase for Joy-Con repairs. Additionally, it is not necessary to confirm warranty status. If a customer requests a refund for a previously paid Joy-Con repair, confirm the prior repair and then issue a refund, end quote. That's kind of good on them. Yeah, that's how you do it. Mind you, Nintendo has not directly admitted to the defect, but they've at least acknowledged it, releasing the following statement in several publications, quote, We are aware of recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. (laughs) We want our consumers to have fun with Nintendo Switch, and if anything falls short of this goal, we always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com so we can help. End quote. The tiptoeing makes sense when you factor in the class action lawsuit looming over Nintendo's head about the drifting issue. Uh, I can't even say that this is Chymocles. It's like a Greek philosopher. <laughs> Chymocles, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson Smith has filed uh, a complaint on behalf of Switch and Joy-Con purchasers and, quote, brings claims under various consumer protection statutes as well as various warranty and common law claims, end quote. Their thing is that they marketed the switch and they said that they they claim that nintendo knowingly sold the switch 
with this manufacturing defect in mind. Has you or anybody you love been affected by Joy-Con drift? You may be entitled to a class action lawsuit. <laughs> Have you been Joy-Con? <laughs> <laughs> are these for like the original Switch models that came out in like 2017 or are they like is it a specific batch? So I did a little research. Uh, some of these complaints on the Nintendo forums, some people were saying that uh, it wasn't just the initial batch. Somebody bought Joy-Con separately in 2018 and still oh, okay. experienced a drift. So indicating that it is a widespread issue. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine on Twitter by the name of at Final Sites, good guy named Warren, he actually had a breakdown. He said a friend of his like opened up a Joy-Con. He had pictures of it too. There's like this kind of connector underneath the joystick that's very fucking thin mm -hmm. where it might be a little thicker in a controller like a uh, Xbox 360 yeah, or, or DualShock 1 or what have you. Yeah. And over time it starts to separate and causes little fucking debris all over in the inside. And so of course that's how you get your drift yeah it gets like locked in a certain direction because right. it's not uncommon for it to happen with like my dual shock sometimes but that's after like years of hard use i know i've had that happen twice to me but that mm -hmm. was like again years of hard mm -hmm. overwatching yeah getting those chicken dinners left and right throwing orbs you know how it goes mm -hmm. you know how it goes i mean the joy cons are a lot of moving parts you have like three separate sync points with it too and it's just like it's it's possible that they're drifting for multiple reasons. I I'm I'm very curious to see if this problem is gonna arise with the Switch Lite that's coming out. Like if people are gonna experience mm. that Joy-Con drift. Now I feel like repairing those models would be a little harder. You got to send the whole thing in. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. As like, opposed to just like buying a new set of Joy Cons. Yeah, they're not detachable on this on the light. Now for me on the one part it's like. Nintendo is doing the right thing internally, mm -hmm. but they refuse to take responsibility publicly. But it makes sense, again, like I said, because, well, that's a lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lawsuit if they just go like, yep, we uh, we know that this is something that is happening. No, no, yeah, a corporation can't do that. It's just so shitty. Like, that's how, the, how it works, yeah. you know? Like, I would love a company to go forward and just be like, hey, we know that this is fucked up, but... God, think of the ramifications down the, the way. People would be like, oh, well, I want a refund for my Switch. My whole Switch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It'd be fucked. I, I don't know what that even looks like, but... Yeah. I haven't personally experienced Joy-Con drift, but I've transitioned to using the Pro Controller for most of my gaming mm -hmm. needs if I'm not on the go. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with two, and that controller's a bit sturdier. Oh, it's a sturdy controller. That's very, sturdy boy. Very sturdy. Right oh, yeah. Um, and then the way I use it when I... I don't know, I have my Joy-Cons docked or when I have it in the little uh, Joy-Con grip, it just, it feels grounded enough that I'm not like being super like aggressive with it. It doesn't feel hmm. flimsy, but again, like I don't use my Joy-Cons as often as I could. So Yeah, I don't think you or I use the Switch as much no. as other people out there do. Yeah. I think other people are fucking switching every goddamn day and I'm just like, mm -hmm. you know, PS4 is still my prime mm -hmm. and Switch is like, hey, I'm going to get like Switch exclusives and shit for mm -hmm. it, you know? Like, I'm even thinking about, like, Doom 3, for instance. Oh, it's cool. It's on the Switch. I'd rather get the high-fidelity version yeah. on the PS4 and play it that way. Because I know they remastered that game a couple years back. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's that version. For $10, I don't know if it's going to be that version. Mm -hmm. We need to do some sleuthing. I think we should. Because that was the BFG edition. Oh, the big fucking gun edition? <gasps> they put fuck on there? Oh, ESRB. <laughs> Coming in. <laughs> Rate well, these interactions. Good on you, Nintendo, for doing what you can to oh, uh, be good to your consumers and be like, well, we kind of fucked up. Kind of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Transparently non-transparent. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I want Dougie Bowser out there to, to fucking just show up at a Nintendo Direct, just get on his knees and be like, forgive me for this. And then take a pinky in front of us. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> to just fucking Yakuza cut a pinky right off and go and present it to the gamers on a fucking uh, Bowser stenograph tanker chief. This is a very elaborate fantasy. This is a, like the event that'll pull Reggie out of retirement. Like he has to come on stage to perform the act. <laughs> Do you want to appease the gamers, Nintendo? <laughs> You've forgotten the hardcore. <laughs> That's what I got for you, Enjoy okay, Con cool. Drift. Cool, cool, cool. Um, number four on here. This is actually a kind of a quicker thing. I didn't write out too much, but what happened was that Grand Theft Auto Online introduced the Diamond Casino and Resort. Now, the neat thing about this is that it allows you to exchange real world. Well, actually, all of GTA Online allows you to exchange real world money for like shark cards, in game currency, mm-hmm. shit like that. So you can buy your fucking hover bikes or whatever weird Ready Player One nightmare or GTA Online has so become since just 2013. Like microtransactions. Well, uh, yeah, but here's here's the new thing here. Okay. You're actually gambling, dog. You're, okay. You're not even like loot boxing or hoping for, you know, mm-hmm. Crocs for Sigma or something. <laughs> you are fucking directly spending your money and gambling it. But there's like a laundering aspect that's happening here because you're converting it to in-game currency. So it's like, oh, it starts to tiptoe around regulations and stuff like that. It's you so know? seedy. It's a little... It's a little scummy, right? <laughs> not to say that this is the first game to do this, yeah. and not to say that there isn't like a hundred online gambling services that you can just log onto right now and waste your goddamn money, mm-hmm. but to have one of the biggest fucking games in the world commit to this shit, just, it's a weird look, right? Like, it just tastes right. bad. It tastes like it tastes like metal a little bit, and that's unpleasant. That indicates radiation in the area sometimes. Yeah. I watch a lot of Chernobyl. Um, <laughs> like, what is what is your take on this? Where it's like, there's first of all, another piece of context. Countries like Luxembourg and a fucking laundry list of others mm-hmm. have already prevented players from actually walking into this in-game casino because it violates their regulations for online gambling. Mm-hmm. And yet, <laughs> here it is. It exists. It's a thing. And it's kind of uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Just thinking. I don't really know how I feel about it. And I know, like, there's a use case per, like, region and country where, like, it's disallowed. Like, Mm -hmm. some some regions are like, no, you can't actually, like, walk into this casino. I can only think of Luxembourg, but there's, like, many others. Belgium, probably, too. Belgium was one of them, Is that near Luxembourg? It's in Europe somewhere. Good beer there. The way I see it is, if you purchase a game... And I'm ready to game like that. I'm assuming you're an adult and you're using your adult money to gamble. And you can do that at your own risk and your own want. That's fine. Do what you're going to do. But when, I don't know, kids are getting on there and gambling like their parents' money or like just exploiting a system that they don't really know too much about, then it kind of gets a little dangerous. I mean, the idea behind gambling is dangerous anyway. You know, you're feeding into gambling addiction and people's like compulsions to want to gamble. But it's for me, it's no different than loot boxes or cosmetic items or microtransactions like you're you're gambling feel a little scummy yeah you're gambling to an extent with that because you don't know what you're gonna get in most cases you know you're gonna get like you know certain cosmetic items if you put enough money in and maybe you won't get it whatever whatever my thing is is like is there an alternative you know is there another way for you to earn in-game currency that isn't you directly putting your money into it you know uh well you can you can win from gambling at this uh, casino <laughs> okay. resort. Okay. You can win okay. more in-game currency. So, you know, ostensibly you can spend real-world money to get more fake money. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
This future's weird, dog. It is weird. It's this weird. is a conversation I didn't think we'd be having like five years ago when yeah. GTA 5 first came out. So, again, I, I'm all for if you're a grown-ass person, spend your money how you want to spend mm-hmm. your money as long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. But here's, here's I'm going to take you for a walk here. Imagine that there is a way in a game to get like a booster bonus, like, sure. a, like a level bonus. We've seen that before, like in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, skip some levels by spending $5. But imagine that a company decided that, hey, you can skip like 100 levels, rank yourself up 100 times, but it cost a thousand dollars. Spend your money how you want, but I have to look at a business that would even offer a thing like that and say, "What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like you're just, you're just putting out the big bait and hoping for a whale that can't control themselves to take a bite. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fucked up, right? Like you're just like just thinking, and you're like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's really just the the consumer. It's on them. Yeah. They're the one making the choice to do it. And I was like, but the company enabled them. Mm-hmm. So, are you saying they're com- they're not complicit in this action whatsoever to, to take somebody's thousand fucking dollars when they offered? I, I think it, they're you know it, I think they're a little to blame, if not I like think half to blame. A little to blame. Yeah. So I look at moves like this, and I'm like, you're a little to blame if this becomes a problem. Yeah. If this becomes a problem, I also want to mention we talked about this a few episodes ago, but the World Health Organization, who recently classified <laughs> gaming disorder which largely mirrors their definition of gambling disorder. Yeah. The, you just made it hand in fucking hand, <laughs> didn't you, Rockstar? And we got to look at you and act like you're a goddamn pioneer of this industry? I'm going to remember this, and I hope a lot of people out there remembered the day that Rockstar introduced gambling into gaming. <laughs> Are you that burned by it? Because I feel like they're not even the first, like, company to introduce it. Like, in the, in the mobile it's space. Like I'm, I'm going to keep it in my mind, you know? Yeah, yeah it, mobile... It's been a thing in the mobile space for forever at this point. Right. But just because it's a forever thing doesn't make it good. No. And it doesn't mean I go, you get a pass because you're doing it too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't necessarily think, like, I won't use the word, like, predatory that everybody uses in terms of... It's a little predatory. Sure, you can say that, but it's just like it's a system it in that place that you can use it or you can choose to ignore it. Sure, it it gets a little weird though and a little suspect because like you know the weakness is there in some people and that they're kind of inclined to spend their money and and kind of contribute to systems like that. And that's when it gets a little you know like okay, you should be a little more responsible about these systems that you're iterating. Don't make people spend a thousand dollars for anything in game. I mean, like have your limits. There have, have spending limits in place. Listen, there are governments out there who have passed and are trying to pass legislation against loot boxes, Mm -hmm. and this is going to get clubbed together very soon, and Mm -hmm. the industry is going to wonder. They're going to be standing there going like, oh, what happened? It's like, you fucking did this. You got got in there, tried to make your money while (laughs) it was good, while the going was good, and then got slapped in the wrist and irrevocably changed the industry forever Mm -hmm. at that point. It's like, I... I like standing at the precipice of these things and looking and going like, yeah, of course, dude. What the fuck? You introduce gambling in your fucking but game. But like, how are they well, able to be... Yeah, no, no. How are they able to be held in contempt any more than like a casino is, you know? Is it just because like it is available to everybody of every age because it's a video game and once it's bought and out there, like anybody can access it? Whereas like casino, there's like age restrictions. Like you have Actually, to be like... 
You just brought up a really good argument. <laughs> is that what just it is? Just because there's an age restriction on buying the game doesn't mean that it's going to be out of the hands of somebody who may not be old enough to play it. Yeah. We've already seen instances with loot boxes. People are fucking draining their parents. Kids are draining their parents' <laughs> bank accounts for like FIFA loot boxes and shit yeah. like that. And they don't know what it's for. Those, Those are real this... world examples. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things you're just inviting. Mm-hmm. You're inviting the regulation to come to this industry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. And you're going to have to swallow it. And the entire time, they're going to try to sell it as like, oh, no, it's a, just it's just a choice. It's player agency. Mm-hmm. Surprise mechanic. Like, all yeah. this bullshit until we get to that wall, essentially. I do think they're invasive. I, I mean, we're at a part in the industry where, like, especially with games as live service, is how a lot of these companies continue to fund their projects and keep it going and whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. The big corporations want us to believe. But I... I <laughs> think at a point yeah it should we need the point of regulation right um because i've had points where like loot boxes or surprise mechanics are invasive in a way where i'm bothered by them but i am able to ignore them for the most part you know that's true and but i think the thing that we are like not touching on is like the gaming disorder versus gambling disorder there are people that can't ignore them Mm -hmm. and it's like you can't just walk up to them in the same way that i can't walk up to you daniel and say get over your depression Mm -hmm. i can't walk up to somebody and say get over your gambling disorder yeah ignore it they can't no you can't they cannot as somebody and it's there and it's been enabled by these companies like i know somebody personally who has a very bad gambling problem and like who she'll go and like spend like so much money on gambling like won't have enough money to like make her bills and all this other shit i'm like you're a grown-ass adult and you're can't gambling hard like yeah it's it's a sickness it's really bad Right. Yeah. So it's like when a company's out there enabling this shit and people want to make the argument, it's like, just ignore it. What if they can't, man? You know, like, mm. I, I, there might need to be some safeguards here yeah. in some way. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I look at it and it's like one of those things where everyone has good points on each side about mm-hmm. it. Like your point, too, where it's just like, well, fucking casinos are like regulated <laughs> exactly. in a certain way. You know, how is this any different? How is this any different than other companies doing loot boxes? Mm-hmm. And it isn't. And it doesn't make me feel better that it isn't different than predatory practices. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's like a, a multifold process that needs to happen. I think the idea of getting it classified as a gaming disorder and bringing that into a spotlight in a way that it's just like this shouldn't be normalized is one thing. Finding ways to regulate it on a case-by-case, region-by-region basis is another thing. And then maybe companies need to take a little more like responsibility in their hands and have like limits in place for it. Yeah. Things like that. Like That's it. But, you know... If you're a corporation and you want to make money, you're going to keep trying to make money however you can in the most underhanded ways. I know. Such as letting people walk into a casino in a video game. You would have my <laughs> respect if real world money did not get factored in this at all. Mm-hmm. That's it. That was just a fun little casino thing that you can do. Yeah. That's it. And you were just gambling with like whatever in-game currency. Without any effect. But because of the way the ecosystem is, that's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing. They knew, they knew. They knew what they were doing, <laughs> Daniel. But that's it, really. We'll see where that goes. I yeah. just I just feel like we're so close to some sort of large change, and you're going to have these gigantic corporations like Take-Two crying, going, no, it's actually, the customers love it. And the thing is, they're not wrong. The customers do love it. They I'm love it so much. Fucking Kotaku wrote an article saying, like, people are actually really digging on it. They love the casino element. Of and course they like, do. This is, this is where we are. Who am I to say? Who am I to say, huh? I'm just a boy that loves video games. That's all. How is it any different than like a like a pachinko machine or like a slot machine? It's not. Yeah. Does it make them good? No. I say no. He says no. I say no. Hmm. I'm going to put my foot down there. 
And I'm wearing Crocs. He's wearing Crocs. <laughs> Thank you, Sigma. Let's talk about some video games that may not have loot mechanics <laughs> for a little while. Actually, oops. I was going to say, does Wolfenstein have? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't th- nothing that you can pay for so Machine far. Machine game. But let's talk about some games I've been playing. Of course, I have just played a couple hours of Wolfenstein mm. Youngblood. It is an expansion to Wolfenstein The New Colossus, which is a sequel to Wolfenstein The New Order. <laughs> You're following along. Which is a second sequel to the other expansion that happened, New Order. Uh, the New Blood. Oh, New no, Blood, yeah, yeah. No, 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 the Old Blood. The Old fuck, Blood. Fuck, fuck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a lot to keep together. But it takes place, what, like 20 years after New Colossus. Mm. It's a continuation. And it's starring the daughters of B.J. Blasquiz. Uh, Blasquiz? Blasquiz, yeah. Wits. His twin daughters. Uh, B.J. His twin daughters, Soph. And Jess. Mm-hmm. And, um, God, high-level impressions? It's all right. Is it all right? It's just all right so far. It's, it really doesn't have the same energy or even strong writing mm-hmm. that New Colossus did. Okay, I love New Colossus. Oh, yeah. That was a great fucking That was like one of my game of the years for 2017. It was so good. Right. There's, so a, co- good. there's a couple of reasons here. There's actually kind of not a lot of story to this expansion, mm. um, which is an odd choice because that was like one of the stronger elements of, of the Wolfenstein games. Compare it against Old Blood. Does it kind of like follow the same trends? Like was Old Blood like a really like strong story expansion by comparison i okay so it was much more in line with the the new orders like this is kind of a somewhat linear action game Mm -hmm. like hallway shooter with interesting scenarios and it had a little bit of story but i feel like new colossus came into its own with really trying to tell like a badass balls to the wall story it was over the top i loved it yeah over the top (laughs) where this one feels a little more softballed okay um and again, there's not that many cutscenes, and it has some strange open world integration into it, mm. and a leveling system, which is not That's something weird. that the Wolfenstein games had. Yeah, yeah, you have a player level, and enemies have like you can see above their head a health bar with their level mm-hmm. as well, and so you can end up running where I'm a level four and run into like a fucking level twelve enemy, or even an enemy where you just see a skull in place of what their level because they're so high above you, mm. and get your ass whomped. And I'm just kind of like. The way that the levels are designed, it doesn't even feel like I can just be like, oh, let me ignore this area and go like grind out somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. no, they're all a bit too small to support that idea. Yeah. I just end up running into high-level enemies. They had something like that in uh, New Colossus, but it was more like one to three star difficulties and your scaling for um, levels was more weapon-based. Mm-hmm. Like you could upgrade your guns. Yeah, there's a bit of that abilities. here, too, actually, where you can customize your guns and you have abilities, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big thing here, too. And some of them are cool. You can cloak uh, in order to get some stealth kills or okay. you have a, a pep icon or a pep-like thing that you do where you essentially go like, good job, Jess! <laughs> and it actually could give them like a buff, like an armor buff or a health buff or That's something cool. like for both of you, actually. I'm sure that comes into like play pretty heavily in like the co-op element. Yeah, that Here's the thing, like, and this is the best way to describe it. I forget where I read this, but somebody said that the single player is technically playable, but you shouldn't do it. Mm. You should play this as co-op because okay. obviously it's meant, it's built around co-op. You have elements where it's like you gotta get, uh, you have to go up to like a keypad and then the other player has to go find like some sort of like um other machine in order to generate that key code for you mm-hmm. and only two players at the same time can do it and it's one of those things if you're dealing with a cpu you're like you're waiting there going like what the fuck's happening <laughs> like you're like wait and then it happens and you're like oh, okay. oh it doesn't make you like switch between the two no okay you don't get to switch between the characters okay and then um 
the AI for your companion is really dumb. Mm. Really dumb. Just stands in the middle of a fucking firefight. Has, we've been sneaking. <laughs> we are sneaking and just standing in the middle of a hallway and alerting every Nazi in all of fucking Paris. I'm just like, what are you doing? It's like annoying. So it really isn't... Ah, it's too annoying to play single player, to be mm. honest with you. You gotta get in there with a friend. And even then, I'm just like, I can't even really like strongly recommend it. Because it, some of the shooting feels too floaty. They've made some like balance adjustments here and there that just doesn't have that same punch that New Colossus mm. had. But, you know, it, 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 it's still fun to revisit that world and blast away Nazis. And yeah, I don't know. There's something about it that's just not sticking. I think the best way to describe it is like, you have this dish... And it's mostly passable, mm-hmm. but it's missing a key ingredient, and you just you just don't know what it is. Is it like a lack of salt? Is mm-hmm. it you know did I overcook the the chicken or under? I can't mm-hmm. figure it out, but it just doesn't taste as good as New Colossus. New Colossus is just a rare treat because it had this adrenaline pumping through it the entire time, mm-hmm. but then it had an interesting pacing that never quite felt uneven. I think the game only felt like a little. Like, it dragged in certain uh, level elements because, like, the level design wasn't perfect. The apartment uh, level Yeah, sucks. some of it was, yeah. like, kind of shady to have to navigate, yeah, but it's, like, <laughs> getting through the levels is cool, and then if you wanted to take your time and do story shit, you could, and there were side quests, there were side missions that you could yeah. do, taking out, like, uh, commanders and doing, like, cool stealth missions, and that was, like, really cool. Like, there was such a variety of ways for you to uh, play and out the campaign. That's kind of all here, too, but just... Not as well done. I think probably like the open world aspect of it, maybe. Mm-hmm. It makes it feel a little haphazard, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, look at a game like Far Cry. It's like, we have one open world. You can go dip out and go hide somewhere, mm-hmm. or you can grind out, or you can just explore. And in this, you're stuck in like maps. And I'm just like, what is this quasi open world thing where you go into different maps that are too tight to really let you explore and like actually build your character? Well, how does it function? Because I remember in New Colossus, you had the ship and you had like the map and you could basically yeah, like just kind of drop into certain districts. Correct. Yeah. Okay. The same thing. You have a hub here um, and then you just go to different districts based on that. Mm-hmm. But now they're adding like live event stuff to it. You get out there and it's like, oh, there'd be like a super commandant that you got to go kill. And then there's like side quest here and there. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the main through line for this expansion. And I, I don't know, like I, I want to, I'm, I'm going to see it through, mm-hmm. but it is not the follow up to new Colossus. I want And I want, I'm not talking about Wolfenstein three. I wanted just more of new Colossus yeah. with a different story. And this had so much potential with the daughters of BJ mm-hmm. who are Nazi killers. They're the daughters of the man that killed Adolf. That is awesome fucking setup it takes place in 1980 it's got this fucking these 80 vibes that kind of remind me of um far cry blood dragon from okay. back in the day and i'm just like this it's all should be striking the right note and it's kind of off that's it mm. but i don't think it's bad it's just kind of off i gotta wonder if it's because we spent so much time with bj and getting to know him as a character and his surrounding cast to kind of like be put in his daughter's shoes and then kind of have like lesser people like uh Ancillary, uh, ancillary character yeah like um i forget the african-american woman's name but who you said like she becomes like chief like an fbi F- fbi yeah. chief of fbi and all that and that's the thing there's a few callbacks to older characters mm-hmm. and some characters apparently died mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're neat but they're hollow okay like it's almost just like a flash in a cameo for the sake of flashing a cameo okay. rather than giving you like a good reason why they're there it it does not do ensemble as well as new colossus does mm. it really doesn't well that game yeah. takes its time to build its cast the writing's worse here that's what it comes uh. down to it's not even about like just the difference between the two it's just like no the writing's not as good mm. it just feels like a different team 
like touch this game. I, I think wonder. that's actually true. It's is ar- it? arcane, like built levels and shit. Oh, uh, okay. And then that's why I'm just like, damn, why is this like prey but not good? <laughs> that's what it feels like. It feels like bad prey. Why is this all the worst parts of Dishonored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna give it some more time. Okay. But that's all I really got for you on that one. That's a bummer because that's one of the, of bummer, the yeah. 2019 games that I was really looking forward to. I was to. so stoked for this one. Go back yeah. to our most anticipated episode. Like that was on the top of my list. I was so stoked. It came yeah. out the same day that Fire Emblem came out. Oh yeah, Three Houses. Yeah, everyone's just talking about that. No one's talking about fucking Wolfenstein right now. Yeah. 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 I kind of want that to play times. it. What Wolfenstein? Uh, no, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. It's, but we'll see. The writing in the wall says it's not a Kevin Jam. I don't like tactic Mm-mm. games, tactics games at all. I don't like if you say grid based at me, I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> I'm gonna slap you. I just don't like that style of yeah. gameplay, and that's what it is. There are a few games like that that have really resonated with me. I think uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is mm-hmm. obviously like the mm-hmm. predecessor for a lot of these games. Disgaea, Disgaea, and you didn't uh, play Disgaea. No, well, I was just kind of was saying back, it yeah. Out, yeah. Um, but uh, South Park Stick of Truth. Uh, dead. I'm sorry, dead, Fractured Butthole. Dead Rising. Yeah. I'm just, what? I'm just saying. Why are you just saying games? <laughs> Keep you on your toes, man. Okay, so you, you know, know what get, I'm saying? Because we're going to have a panel at PAX this year. Oh, yeah, I forgot for sure. to tell you. The Saverin Boys at PAX. Saverin Boys at PAX. <laughs> Our panel is going to be uh, outside in the park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to just put down some towels. <laughs> the Save Room. Life after Joy Con Drift. <laughs> <laughs> joy conned yeah it should be joy conned so you got a little bit into that light impressions there tell me what you got a little heavier impressions for oh i got some heavy impressions uh, for a little ditty 10 years in the making not really it's just been 10 years since the last yeah. one marvel ultimate alliance 3 and the word is good mm. i enjoy it team ninja developed nintendo switch exclusive mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. it's uh pretty fucking fun it but i think we need to level set people's expectations about this game because people are looking it looks like a phone game and blah blah blah, blah, blah. guys it's not <laughs> i think i said that one it's not fucking marvel spider-man it's oh. not going to be that level of quality or time or all that shit it is a beat-em-up mm. it is honestly the best way to put it is like what if x-men arcade had a 2019 equivalent essentially mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what marvel ultimate alliance would be that like that's what it looks like mm-hmm. you know it's not a side scroller of course but it's like it's just an arcadey beat-em-up that centers around beating up smaller bad guys hydra agents fucking ultron clones and whatnot yeah, beating up the black order yeah and then going up to the boss fights right like beating up fucking like magneto and all like just a who's who of everyone across the mc well universe yeah i almost said mcu but it's not it's it's it's, it's a, just the marvel universe it's an odd mix of like callbacks to the comics and also like kind of respecting what we know of the mcu as mm-hmm. well like you know there's some plot lines where you're like oh yeah but overall it's got a cheesy fucking story okay very 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 like almost like <laughs> almost like saturday morning cartoon style like storytelling where characters going we'll stand with you that's what avengers do like shit like that yeah, very so, phoned in line so it doesn't even have that mcu kind of tongue-in-cheek like high level of writing to it but mm-hmm. that's not really the point it's just about getting a team of four heroes mm-hmm. and beating the shit out of everything on the screen until you move on to the next screen it's pretty cool so there's what like up to 36 36 characters, characters. and yep. 
heroes. 36 heroes. Heroes. <laughs> up to 36 heroes. And you basically, yeah. what, unlock them as you go through the story? You do. Yeah, okay. you, you meet them. That's, that's, kind of the, that's kind of the bread and butter of it. You meet a hero. Ghost Rider goes, what's up, y'all? Fights <laughs> with you for a second. And at the end, it goes, he's playable. And you're like, oh, shit. And that's you, cool. And you can switch characters at uh, little shield points, little fucking uh, kind of launch, launch pads on the ground. Okay. And you can switch out characters and also level them up and use... How do I, how so do, I start do they this? only level when you're using them? Um, yes. Okay. But you actually accrue like these crystals and shit where you can just force a level on okay. a character. So you can just be like, I'm going to spend five of these and then get them to level 15 like or whatever. Adam. Yeah. The menus. I need to talk to you about okay. the menus. It is a mess of menus. <laughs> Not my favorite thing, okay. but at least like they made every single menu that you have to navigate through useful. You have one for you find these fucking iso crystals, which actually like give your single character a buff, say plus five damage in this scenario, or you know plus ten uh, percent resistance to lightning attacks. Like you could do that, and you have four slots for that that you mm-hmm. unlock over time. Or you could go to the ability menu. You eventually unlock four abilities, and they're all awesome and useful. And these abilities can be combined with the other teammates' abilities. So you'll hold a shoulder button where the first shoulder would just be like, I'm going to use my Spider-Man's web blast. Or you could hold the other shoulder button, and it'll show that, oh, yeah, by the way, you can combine with uh, Wolverine's fucking slash, and then when you do them, they both launch together and just fuck up everybody on the screen. Hmm. And you could do that with everyone in your team. And then you have ultimate attacks, too, where if you hold down, like, a, like a button pressed together, you can have all four people in sequence just launch their ultimate at the same time, just wrecking the entire world. I've seen some screen slow down because of these fucking things. Yeah. And then... Um, Sounds cool. Yeah, it, it's all neat. And then you also have, oh my god, this grid system in the menu where you have, like, <laughs> it's called, like, the Alliance... Uh, the alliance menu i forget the fucking name mm-hmm. all i know is that you have these fucking what is it called in final fantasy 10 the sphere the sphere grid, the sphere grid. yeah that's it, what i've heard it like into it's exactly like that but it's like hey your whole team gets plus 10 uh power or strength your whole team gets plus 10 vitality okay so the stats get applied to everybody across the board across the board okay. peanut butter spread and you have to spend in-game currency which you get a lot of in the game cool i'm sitting on like three million gold or some shit wow yeah, you just like unlock this shit. Most of these things are like twenty to fifty grand each, so it's just like, oh, I don't ever feel like I don't have enough money to unlock yeah. these things. I just gotta play. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it it's good. It's a fun fucking switch game, man. It's a good on the go game. It's mm-hmm. a good beat 'em up brawler. It's kinda it's it's the right thing for me, man. Cause you know I love my, my Masu games, right? How in depth is the combat per character? You know, like, do they have not super in depth, okay. dude? You, so they probably have a beat 'em up button. You have a light attack and a heavy attack, okay, and, and then special. you have your specials. Okay, that's it. That's how. That's why we have thirty six characters in the game because yeah. they all do the, the same thing. The animations are pretty basically. limited. Yeah, um, I won't say the animations are limited, but like what they can do is like. Okay. You know, but you'll have shit where like Scarlet Witch is fucking filling the screen with her blasts and whatnot, mm. or you're chopping shit up as Psylocke. It's awesome. They they all have are in tune to who the character is. Mm. It's like a celebration of each of these characters. That's fucking cool. Ghost Rider, his special, he gets on his hell bike and just fucking rides circles, wheelsies around enemies, and fucking launches on top of them. It's oh, amazing. Shit. It's all fun. If you if you're into Marvel, get this fucking game. Don't even no second guesses on this wow if you like marvel buy the fucking game it's fun i will say i have one contrivance one big contrivance Mm. the co-op camera sucks 
It is so bad. Mm. It is the worst of like. It, do you remember how the Lego games had to make the concession where they had to just split the split screen? screen? Yeah, it doesn't do. But that. even the split screen was kind of like wonky. Cause it was kind it of would wonky, just, like, right? Envelop one way or another, and it wasn't ever always fixed. That is a hundred times better than what this game does. Okay, which is just for some reason one character is a priority and then just fucks up the screen i've seen it get jilted boss fights are the worst man i was fighting bullseye in one fight and there's like obstacles in the way and like i had a couple like i was playing with some friends uh irfan and his boy brian and we were all in three corners of the screen couldn't see anything it's just a chaos of like lights and people moving and i'm going like who the fuck am i did my character die did i did i auto switch to somebody else what's going on but like when you play it single player, it looks fine. You can actually switch to a heroic camera that zooms in on your character more to make it feel like more like a third person oh, brawler. Cool. And I was just like, oh man, I prefer this. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, but favorite character so far, Spider Gwen. Mm -hmm. She's great. She's perfect. Um, <laughs> Hope you get her pretty early on. You get her really early on, actually. She's one of the first characters you get. You get her with Miles at the same time. Oh, cool. And Miss Marvel. They all unlock at the same time. Uh, so you can make a new Avengers team up. It's fucking okay. great. That's a cool thing too, by the way. It tells you um, when you're choosing the heroes, it tells you whether or not they have a, a certain affinities. So there will be like uh, OG Avengers. If you line them all up, they get a team boost bonus. Oh. They do like more attack or more vitality or some shit or a new Avengers bonus or an all mutants bonus or a fucking all um, Illuminati. So if you do like dark, Doctor Strange and Ghost Rider mm -hmm. and a few other like you know dark characters like they get an affinity bonus and shit it's fucking neat so it kind of like makes you think a little bit about like the team you want to load out yeah you actually think mm -hmm. like there's team comp in this interesting yeah and some people like will not be able okay there's one character I forget who it was who throws like a whole tornado and then storm? fire character oh, yeah thank you <laughs> it would be storm no there actually is somebody else that throws a tornado oh it's actually Peter Quill he has like he fires out a tornado from a weapon. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get him really early. The whole all the guardians are in there, hmm. um, and fire characters can fucking just like light it on fire. That's cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Like I like it. You know, and the boss fights are actually really neat. They, I mean, some of them are spongy, but like they're at least interesting dynamic mm -hmm. fights that like the level changes and stuff. Okay, or cool. They start doing crazier things. I fought a fucking. Um, ultron slash sentinel combination that was like 10 to 10 stories tall that you have to fight it's fucking great dude that's awesome i love this game i, I want to get it's what 60 bucks 60 bucks yeah mm. you can play co-op with me dude I could play same screen yeah it's a little steep for 60 bucks it's a little steep but like i'm gonna be leveling these characters like i'm level like 40 for my main og characters, oh wow but like how fast does the leveling go not too fast but fast enough to, like, you feel like you're actually increasing in strength. Mm. But you can dive on over to the Infinity Missions, which are, like, little side quests that, mm. uh, you know, well, it'll be like, hey, here's a time attack. Every kill on an enemy you get adds time to your counter. And then there's another one that's just, like, here's a boss rush mode where there's, like, five different bosses oh, that shit. were never together or in the same, like, map that you got to just cool. fight them all. So you can just grind for experience and... And costumes. You get costumes doing that shit, too. Hmm. Game's fun as shit. Hmm. I can't sell it any other way. I cool. think it's fun as shit. It's the perfect follow-up to 2009's Ultimate Alliance 2. It's better. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a better game. Because uh, there's some rough edges around that older game. Because mm -hmm. I, I remember downloading the um, the remaster they did for PS4. And it was mm -hmm. just like, oh, yeah, this feels pretty Yeah, old. a little dated, a little this, clunky. This one feels a lot better. Cool. Yeah. But it's, it's still mainly the same foundation as that game. A lot of the same concepts have made it over. I'm... They aren't just taking this name to take this name. It really is a sequel to Marvel Ultimate mm -hmm. Alliance 2, which is kind of nuts. 
10 years after the fact. Interesting. Well, I don't even remember what the story was for, for two, but as it long as Civil like, War. Oh, uh, okay. It was mm-hmm. a remake of Civil War. This one is like a weird kind of proxy for the Infinity, Infinity Saga, yeah. but like way different here and there. Yeah. It's its own thing, which is interesting. Mm, I was neat. just like, yeah, cool. I like that we're getting that sort of agency across like different Marvel mediums, whether it's the comics or TV shows or video games where it's like they can kind of like borrow from the source material, but still have their own identity. I, God, I wish this is what the latest Marvel versus Capcom was. Mm. Not to say a beat em up, but just like the character and art style, like it's it's accurate to like what's current in in Marvel. Whereas that game was just felt very archaic with its choices and shit. Yeah, and I feel like its use of like the Infinity element was just very Weak. loose. Like, okay, cool, you can use Infinity Stone elements and add them to your characters and boost them. Mm. Yeah, it it just didn't really like, like land the no. way it should have. This game lands because it feels right and it's just the right tone. I'm sure there was a lot more love and care that went into it too. So yeah, it seems like it. Motherfuckers really like Marvel. Whoever made this well, game, and two, like you get sort of a different treatment with a game when it's um, exclusive to a certain platform. <clears throat> more time, you don't have to worry about like worrying about it going to other platforms. You get <clears throat> to really like kind of massage it and make sure through and through like it's what you want. Just really deep tissue that game Get in there with the you know fucking Power Stone and really massage those yeah. gaming grooves. What's weird is it has all of like these these mass amounts of currencies, in-game currencies, and different like unlocks and level ups, and it all feels like phone gamey, mm-hmm. but there isn't any microtransaction element to it. There's no like pay-to-win aspect okay. or any like auto-level shit. It's, it's interesting. Like it, you look at that game and it's all red flagging at me and I'm just like but it doesn't do it. Yeah. It doesn't do it. They, they 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 stay their hand because it's all in-game currency that's like the yeah. distinction it's not like you're walking into a marvel casino and spending millions of dollars <laughs> that's you the know thing. they didn't add a fucking casino <laughs> the vision is the dealer <laughs> yeah so i like that game cool but, I'll, I'll get it eventually or i'll just play it with you for a while yeah yeah there's no you got two co-op games that i can just co-op with you i don't know if you'll like how many beat-em-ups do you really enjoy you know I like beat em ups. Do you like beat em ups? Don't come at me like that. Do I like beat em ups? What was the last beat em up you played? The last beat em up I played. Uh oh. <laughs> I took his option away. <laughs> what was the last beat em up I played? I don't know. I played Streets of Rage pretty frequently after that, but it's just because it was on like a Sega collection. Um, In terms of like a modern beat em up though, yeah. ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, to be fair, they're few and far between, really. Yeah, because I didn't play um, Mother you know, Russia Bleeds. That one's okay. Yeah. And you don't really like the Dynasty Warriors games, as far as I'm aware. No. I mean, I like hack and slash. Mm. I like that whole genre. It's like fun. It's dumb. It's mindless. But it's like really gratifying and on a gameplay level. I know. I just want to just grind out these characters, man. Mm. This game, you know what it makes me really want? That fucking Persona Warriors game. I want that so bad. I want it too. I actually thought about picking up Fire Emblem Warriors. But I was just like, no, 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 no. I need to put time in the Marvel. But at the same time, I was just like... I kind of want to hack This boy loves his fucking Maso games. I love my Maso games. But you know what I love? Just as much as Maso. Hmm. Maybe even more. Marvel. I do too. We're running a little long, All so right. maybe we can keep this like 20 minutes. But uh, we just want to talk about uh, the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Phase four. Buck. Never been done before. It's pretty wild. Uh, what It was announced at Comic-Con, like the full roster of movies and the timeline. SDCC, yeah. It was crazy the way they did it initially before they gave any of the names where they had like nine different like blank slots. Yeah. And like just like time windows. I'm like, that's a lot of movies in a short amount of time. And that's what initially I thought. I was like, that's nine movies and like 
three years. Like, holy fuck, that's right. crazy. And then we find out, like, some of them are actually TV shows. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't even be like, oh, well, it doesn't count as a movie. I'm just like, it's longer than a movie. It is, yeah. It's way longer than a movie. And they actually have the actors from the movies. They're gonna, we're gonna get Disney+. Whereas before I was, like, not gonna get it at all. I'm like, I don't really care about this. But, like, if they're saying that a lot of these shows are gonna tie into the movies in certain ways, I'm like, oh, the fuck, man? Right, we were talking about that where, you know, the Netflix shows, while they were supposed to be canon, Mm -hmm. the movies never reference any of those characters. Never. I mean, like, the shows dealt with the collateral in interesting ways, like, Daredevil Season 1 and Hell's Kitchen takes place in, like, a post-Avengers world, and you get a lot of, like, that after effect but like you don't see them mentioning like matt murdoch in you know any of the avengers movies or anything no and i really really hope he shows up in the movie like please please bring him back please keep him netflix killed my boy but please disney bring him back yo disney come on man so let's run down real quick of what they announced here we can we can parse it out as we go through Mm -hmm. but i did this by what's actually coming out like sequentially yeah not the way they announced it, so... We and we have... don't have any hard details, so... Not a, not a lot of hard details. Forgive us if we're just kind of spouting off the mouth. And to it. be fair, they didn't announce a lot of details. They were just kind of like, here's a high-level overview, maybe here's some concept art, mm-hmm. maybe here's an actor on stage to look hot for a few minutes mm-hmm. and then walk away. That's, yeah. that's pretty much what happened. All boilerplate Marvel stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the first one on here is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We knew about this one, but it is being slated for spring 2020 on Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm into this because they confirmed that he would be, I mean, say Falcon would be Captain America in this show. Mm-hmm. At least by the end of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. He has a or, shield and whatnot. Okay. I'm interested. I think it's cool. I, they kind of set it up at the end of Endgame mm-hmm. that he was going to, Sam was going to take the mantle and that Bucky was going to do his own thing. Spoiler. Uh, uh, who cares? Marvel just like showed Tony Stark fucking dying online. They, like, released footage of him, like, hey, look at him die. Yeah, the alternate scene with fucking Gamora. <laughs> yeah, where Gamora just fucking backflips out of there. She's like, I don't know who the fuck this is. I don't know <laughs> just who walks is. away. I, my level of hype for this is kind of moderate. I think it's going to be cool. I want to see him in a more forward role. Um, that is Anthony Mackie mm-hmm. as, you know, uh, Captain America. I think he, he's a great actor. There's no better person to fill that Steve Rogers role. I think this is cool. I think I would have really just wanted like a Captain America three starring him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the world would have like let people let Marvel get away with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're ready for it. I want it. Like, isn't it weird they're calling it the Falcon and Winter Soldier? Like, mm-hmm. it really is. Like, he's Captain America. Are they? Is it the brand confusion problem here? Maybe. I wonder if at any point like old Steve Rogers is going to be there to kind of like usher him in a little bit or like mentor him or you know at any point that would be such a big surprise if he shows up in the series and that's another question too like how many cameos are we going to get from other established Mm -hmm. uh, characters in the universe in in these shows it would be pretty fucking neat to Mm -hmm. see somebody come like maybe like even um, we'll get Gregory Clark or Clark Gregg (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe like he just shows up hey guys you need an agent of shield fucking was dissolved already like 20 years ago <laughs> stop it colson stop it next one on here and this one i'm actually kind of a little bit hype about i am too black widow mm. it is slated for may 1st 2020 it's going to be the first marvel film that we're getting after uh spider-man far from home it's being directed by kate shortland this one actually has fucking like david harbour in it yep. rachel weiss is in it and it's confirmed that the villain is going to be taskmaster which is 
So cool. Do you know, you know Taskmaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. He, they showed um, uh, concept art, and he's got like a futuristic like mm-hmm. armor with the skull. On yeah, it. that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, you did. And like it. he's mimicking her moveset doing like the Hurricane Rana and like just keeping up with her. Fucking love it. That's pretty cool. And then there's another character. I don't know her name. She goes to the Academy with Natasha, but she was actually the lead in Midsummer. Really? Um, she's going to be in this as kind of like a, like a sister role with her yeah they kind said of like sibling rivalry yeah they said there would be another black widow yeah. in the story so i think she might rise to end up taking over the role hmm. i yeah i can see that too i mean mm-hmm. these characters having their the mantles handed over you know i mean um, i feel like that's what a lot of phase four is going to be about like ushering in a new era obviously of avengers and heroes and well kevin feige said that there isn't like a team-up movie a big team-up movie in in phase four because it's all about new beginnings mm-hmm. in this uh this phase and i think that's an interesting thing to say i think we're going to see like a lot of springboarding happening here mm-hmm. where it's like hey even if the movie is a sequel it's going to inform yeah like the rest of the universe going forward much like winter soldier did back in the day this is going to be probably a lot of what like phase one was save for oh she's looking at you she's looking man this was looking me. avengers at the end of phase one was that the last movie in phase one i think it was the last phase one movie so we're not gonna get anything like that but we're gonna get a lot of crossover that happened in phase one with like characters popping in and out yeah which is interesting which is fine yeah. i like that shit we're, which we'll we'll get to that in a second because there is a movie on here that will be mm-hmm. a crossover characters but, but i'm excited for black widow this movie's been a long time in the making and should it have happened to, a long time ago it's supposed to take place what after after civil war but before infinity war so that's cool so it's like there's like two or three year gap there yeah. which i kind of interested although how is captain america not a part of this then you know she was rolling with that cat like at the beginning of infinity war like on their little gorilla es- escapades yeah yeah they were incommunicado the whole time i want to see cap man i do too do you think we're gonna see hawkeye you think he's gonna be in there at all who cares okay (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) they were such good friends so what okay (laughs) next one on here is the eternals coming out november 6 2020 director chloe Zhao. now we don't know uh shit from fuck about this movie at all this movie's gonna strike me a lot uh, a, in the same way that the guardians of the galaxy did where it's like it's a name that i'm not too familiar with with characters that i don't know yeah essentially and i, I need to look up who oh i kept it open i think uh angelina jolie is gonna be in it i'm looking up the cast right now yeah it's I got, got a back, it's got, got an interesting back. cast i got your back i got your back but um it has angelina jolie angelina jolie it's got richard madden i don't know who that is it's got uh kumel nanjini Nanjiani, who stood up Conan that one time for a fantastic episode. Um, did you hear about that? Nah, I don't know what that is. Oh, fuck. Conan. Conan. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he. you don't know who Kumail is? He's the guy from uh, Silicon Valley. He's he, He's got the voice. God, what's what's his, like, most is he Is movie? he an Indian actor? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I've seen his face. Yeah, he's, like, all over. Okay. Um, so there's also Lauren Ridlaw. I don't know who that is. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek is okay. in here. I don't know the rest of these people. There's a Gilgamesh, apparently. Final Fantasy Gilgamesh? Interesting. Well, The Eternals <laughs> is going to be a weird entry point for people because I feel like it's not going to be so much like solo building one character. You're building a whole other universe of characters and alien yeah. races that people aren't necessarily familiar with. Much right. in the same way that Guardians did, where it's like you're doing galaxy building instead of like small, real in world building. And you know that's <laughs> got to be the hope every time where it's like this fucking strikes a match with people like guardians mm-hmm. did but in humans is another thing that was supposed to be a film got downgraded to a tv show mm-hmm. and then get downgraded to nothing because it sucked mm. so 
I feel like Eternals might be the riskiest one on this list. Maybe. Because we're just like, what is this? I think there is some tie-in to at least the Infinity Saga because they are the ones who created the Infinity Stones and put them in the separate timelines and wherever they are, they're responsible for all that. Are we ever getting back to Adam Warlock? We teased him in like Guardians 2. I but... feel like Guardians 3, he would have to be hmm. there. I, I don't know. This, this, this one, I'm like, surprise me with it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Here's one I'm actually really excited for. Uh, Shang-Chi... Right? Did I put that on the yeah, list yeah. next? Yep. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Cool. Coming out February 12th, 2021, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. This actually has an Asian cast. Awesome. Uh, awesome. It has somebody who is in fucking Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> which, a death actor. Uh, does it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. And apparently it has the real Mandarin as the villain. Oh, Mandarin. Because people got so bent out of shape. From the choice that I love Iron Man I love 3 it. for. I love what they did with Ben, ben Kingsley, Kingsley was awesome. Oh my god. Yeah. But I like I like that we're going back to the Ten Rings. And apparently, Kevin Feige revealed that the Ten Rings, whatever the fuck that is, has been appearing throughout the MCU. Even in like Ant-Man. And we're just like, what? Really? Where? I have no idea. Like he said, it's like an Easter egg all over the place. And I'm like, mm. damn, were you building up the Shang-Chi? Like what? That's possible. I mean, they've been doing the seeding throughout like the last 10 years with even the Infinity Saga, so. Right, and I like this because it's so left field, right? Like, the, this is not one of, like, the expected things to come out of Marvel Studios. And I that's why I dig it. It's a new beginning. It's a new character. Could be interesting as shit. But I actually don't know anything about the character, so I'm just along for the ride, honestly. Yeah, I'm kind of along for the ride with that, much in the same way that it was, like, Black Panther, where I wasn't too familiar with uh, any of the characters right. in the universe of Wakanda. So it'll be interesting to see where they handle it. Um, I like the casting, and I'm, I'm stoked for it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and I want to see they're taking a martial arts film. We haven't really gotten that from Marvel. No, we have, like, martial arts elements, but not a strict martial like arts film. Like a strict martial arts yeah. film, yeah. He, this guy's supposed to be the best hand-to-hand combat expert in the Marvel Universe. Hmm. And he has no superpowers. Put him against Taskmaster. Right? <laughs> Bring back Taskmaster. We haven't seen him first. I know they're going to kill him, but... Because <laughs> that's how Because naturally, they always kill the villains they naturally in the naturally always movies. kill him. Um, so we got two more TV shows here. Spring 2021 is going to give us WandaVision, which we know next to shit about, and apparently involves at least one character that we thought was super dead, Vision. Mm. And it looks like it takes place in the 50s. Yeah. What? What's going on here? I'm very interested to see how that's going to go. I don't know if there's going to be... There's obviously got to be some, like, time travel or something happening with that. It's got to be. It's got to be something yeah. with, like, you know, maybe the Mind Stone is back in play in maybe. some way. I, I don't know, but, like... I'm glad. I'm glad we get to see them together again because mm-hmm. in the comics they're married. Yeah, they're a big part of that. And they even had like a reboot Vision comic where he's mm-hmm. like trying to live a, the whole nuclear family life thing. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to play with that concept Maybe. in the show. Because I love them in a uh, Civil War, and then the the few moments they had in uh, Infinity War, I was like, oh, their dynamics awesome. They actually really sold it, Infinity War. Oh yeah, honestly, it was fucking awesome. Well, when pa- Paul Bettany just looked normal as hell. Yeah, that shit was. They great. were living in London. I was that like, was, yeah, that's awesome. That was one of the things that really humanized a really big movie, right? Mm-hmm. That I, I love that. Part. My thing is, well, I hate the name. I think Wandavision's a stupid name. No, like, dude. They literally could have called it anything else. No, dude, I love it. Wandavision. So dumb. What do you want to call it? Wanda and the Vision? Uh, Fuck that. That's boring. Wanda Vision. My thing with these character piece series, are they going to be short run? Are they going to span multiple seasons? Is it going to be like, you know, one season and done? Are they going to release an episode by episode? Or is it going to be binge watching? Like, how are they going to execute this? I don't know, but I really hope they just launch them all at once. Mm. And if there needs to be a season two, sure. 
but it almost feels like because of the caliber of like stars we're dealing with mm-hmm. and the way that they're supposed to be slotted into the MCU films, mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to be just one-off special events, you know? Maybe. And that's kind of more interesting, right? I think that's more interesting unless they take the approach of like having them play off the future movies somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we revisit like WandaVision season two takes place like, you know, in phase five. Yeah. That could be cool too. I don't know. The next one on here is Loki, mm. spring 2021. Um, our Loki is dead, so I'm assuming this is the one that just dipped out in Endgame. Yeah, this is, what, 2012 Loki who took the yeah. Uh, Tesseract? Yeah. So all that character evolution, we don't get anymore, so we yeah. gotta, like, re- we gotta rebuild with him. I don't know what this show's about, but they say he's basically, like, wandering about and getting into different situations. And I'm like, okay. Cool. Have him be the Prince of Mischief wherever. I, this one I'm like the least excited about. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Loki. I don't much. either. And uh, Brittany's gonna kill me for this because she's a huge like fucking uh, Loki fan. But I'm like I'm so whatever about it. And I like Loki the most over time. Like I thought he was cool as like a a villain in um, the first Avengers. But I liked him most in like I don't know Ragnarok. Yeah, honestly. And, like down the line where he was a little more humanized and he played off the MCU roster a little differently. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's Tom Hiddleston is a great actor. Mm -hmm. I can give him that. So I I can't imagine there's a scenario where he doesn't carry this show. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Next one on here is the one that I would say I'm probably maybe most excited for. It is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. May 7, 2021. Directed by Scott Derrickson, the same director as Doctor Strange. Mm. that is the best name that's a great ever it's such a cool name better than wandavision ever no yeah but still apparently it takes place after the events of wandavision Mm -hmm. or at least it it leads directly into it yeah uh scarlet witch is actually supposed to be a main character in it yes she is so that'll be interesting it's supposed it's being billed as like the first like mcu horror movie which is the reason that Scott Derrickson wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do a cookie-cutter sequel to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. He wanted to dive deep into this character's fucking crazy aspects of his universe. Yes! I'm into that because there do were a that. lot of really crazy, like, cerebral moments and, like, shots and setups and body horror in uh, the first Doctor Strange. I love that it's Kevin Feige said, just because Quentin Beck lied about the multiverse doesn't mean there isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> and there's supposed to be, like, a gothic horror tone to mm-hmm. it. And it is supposed to be the first MCU horror film. Yep. I like that. I like that. I love that. I'm not sure who the villain is supposed to be. I think it's Nightmare, but I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. But I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. Put Ghost Rider in it. Put Ghost Rider in it. Doctor Strange definitely grew on me over time. Like, the first time I saw that movie, I was like, kind of whatever about it. And then I revisited it when we moved, and I watched it on Netflix, and I was like, no, this is actually kind of really special. It's a really cool origin story. It's probably it really one of the coolest is. origin stories. I thought it was it like landed as being one of mm-hmm. the more interesting origin stories in the MCU. Yeah, I just didn't like. Um, I don't actually remember his human name. Uh, fuck, Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange. Yes, thank you, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict, Benedict Strange. I hated his human form. Him as a doctor. His relationship with. Uh, I think you're supposed to. Uh, yeah, he was. You're supposed to hate him. And he has a redemption arc that's a little... He was know. like a shitty Tony Stark. That's what he was. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty much what it was. Um, this next one is one, probably one of the more interesting projects that they have, but it's supposed to be coming to Disney+. Plus. It is mm-hmm. What If, uh, summer 2021. It's going to be an animated series. And just like the comics is based on, What If Scenarios cool. with famous characters. And they already announced that basically 
every Avenger and every like previous uh, actor is going to lend their voice to this project. That's awesome. And I'm like, that's really fucking crazy. Yeah, you have a little more like creative license and agency with that, where like people are willing to come back as like actor, like voice actors. You don't have to lend your time in quite the same way. I really want to know what this is. Like, well, what? What if uh, Captain America was a part of Hydra, mm-hmm. or like, what if, um, what if Doctor Strange? died i don't know like what yeah. give me some cool what if scenarios there was one where they i think they started teasing uh that marvel zombies might be one of them oh so. that would be so fucking that's cool uh i want to know if it's gonna have like different animation styles across the episodes or how it's gonna be handled if it's gonna have different directors or art mm, direction across it all good question yeah. i'd imagine that might be the way they go animatrix style Remember Animatrix? Oh, yeah. Love Everyone Animatrix. loves Animatrix. So good. Next one on here. This one everyone's very excited about. I am very excited Actually, I take about. it back. I might actually be more excited for this than I am for uh, Doctor Strange. Gotcha. Yeah. Thor. Love and Thunder. November 5th, 2021. <laughs> directed by Taika Waititi. Yes. Taking uh, taking the reins again from Ragnarok. Um, awesome. 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 Chris Hemsworth is back. Tessa Thompson's back. Tessa Thompson's been confirmed as, uh, what, bisexual? Yes. And she's looking for her queen. Hell yeah, get that Valkyrie a queen. She's the king of Asgard now. And Natalie Portman is returning, and she will be the Mighty Thor. That's awesome. Yes. Not Lady Thor. Not Girl Thor. Not Girl Thor. Not Female Thor. The Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor. That's so dope. Yo. I, and I'm not alone in this, I didn't really like her in Thor 1. And I especially didn't like her in Dark World because that movie just sucked. <laughs> I thought characterization of Jane Foster was kind of weak, but it was also her direction, uh, the directors and the script writing. I thought like it was just kind of like she wasn't supported in the best way she could have been. But I think Taika Waititi can do like really great things with her and kind of elevate Jane Foster in a different way. That's true. Like, he hasn't directed her yet. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> her Natalie Portman has has had no material to really chew on besides being a side piece in mm-hmm. Thor one and two. Like, this is the thing where now you get to be a hero mm. in the fucking MCU. It's so awesome. Fuck yes. I'm into it. I like what uh, Taika has done for Thor. Mm. I like the direction the universe is going. There's a few questions here, though. Are we going to see the Guardians in this movie? Because that's who he left with mm-hmm. in Endgame. I imagine they'll be around. Right. And then who's the villain? Um, word is it is the God Killer. Oh. Um, the God Killer, apparently at one point in the comics, went up to Thor and whispered something that made him no longer worthy of carrying Mjolnir. Oh, shit. Yeah, like he just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> he killed his fucking Mjolnir mojo. Yeah, he did, like in one one sentence. Wow. And the big mystery was like, what did he say to him? Mm-hmm. And like, it was some bullshit where it's just like, Baba Ba was right. And Your like, mom's Thor, dead. Thor was like, no! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this should be a really cool project. Now, is he going to keep the fat, is the other question. Oh, uh, Thor, Thor, you mean? Yeah. Is uh, he going to keep the fat? Probably for a little bit. A little bit? You think he's going to get fit? Like, he's going to be like, oh, shit, Jane's back. I got to... <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because that was part of, like, his depression in uh, Endgame, where he's like, oh, I lost my girl. My girl right. left me. <laughs> and then the other <laughs> question, did Jane get snapped? Did she get blipped, I wonder? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, if she did, she got blipped back, so... Right. right. I guess we'll find out. A lot of questions here. I want... Nothing in this on this earth more than a trailer for this. Yeah, it sucks that it's the one that's furthest out. I know November in terms of twenty twenty one. It sucks. Fuck I have to stay alive me. for that long. I know, dude. Um, I Just like to figure out what's happening. That Taika Waititi is doing kind of like one off stories from like the comics. Like Ragnarok was a little bit of this and that, and then like Planet Hulk. 
Yeah. And then this is like the Mighty Thor comic line. So I like that he's taking the really interesting plot lines for these bigger heroes and doing something fun with them. Yeah, and making like his own mentor, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Jane Foster, though, because I know in the comics... Uh, she has cancer. She's cancer. Yeah. And holding Mjolnir basically like put like fights it all back, but every time she like puts down the hammer, her cancer gets worse. You want me to put down my hammer? Yeah, exactly. So Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I was wondering that myself. I was like, mm, the tone that Ragnarok had, I don't know if they're going to go the cancer route, mm. but maybe they do. Maybe. Maybe they do. Yeah, maybe that fucking, what was it? The Oh, I forget the, the substance she had to hold in Dark World. Maybe it gave wasn't her cancer. It, wasn't it like the reality stone or something? It was, but it was like, it was in a different form. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's a Hawkeye show coming out. But Kate Bishop's going to be in it. And that's why I'm going to watch it. <laughs> that's cool. And it's even the same logo as the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. And I'm like, yo, what y'all trying to do? What y'all trying to do? Is Kate Bishop going to be in the... Is Katie going to be in the movies? Is Katie going to be in the movies? Can she replace Jeremy Renner? Yeah, she can. Anyone I, can. If they're building up to like a new Avengers arc and like... Exactly. Phase five, then yeah, I imagine she'll be exactly. in it. Exactly. New Avengers, dog. <laughs> new Avengers. New Avengers. I need it. I want it. But uh, as far as the show goes, it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I just... <sighs> Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, like the Hawkeye in the comics, is so much more interesting than what Jeremy Renner has ever put on the screen. I've heard. I haven't read it, but I hear it's really great. The first time we saw any dimension was an endgame for that fucking character. And even then it was just like, okay, cool, you're a killer. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I really liked him in Endgame, but yeah. it took so many movies to get him there. Ten years to get that him sucks. there. We'll see what the show does, but I was actually surprised that they announced a Hawkeye show. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the rest of these are kind of scattershot. Things that we know about, mm-hmm. and they kind of announced, they announced that Blade was coming back into the MCU fold, um, and that, uh, what's his name? Mahershal Ali. Yep, is going to be playing him, which is interesting because he uh, played Cottonmouth in the uh, Luke Cage series and died. So now he's recasted as an actual Marvel hero. Wasn't well, he of also in End of the Spider-Verse? Yes, he, he was. He was the Prowler. He was the Prowler. Yeah, yeah good call out, so, but that, that, none of that's real. Sony. None of that's real. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> um, yeah, that that will be interesting. A PG-13 Blade, though, is almost guaranteed. Yeah. And that's going to be the thing that I'm just like, man, that means what? he doesn't get to say his line that some motherfuckers always be ice skating up the hill. Uh, <laughs> I want that line back. <laughs> I do like that Wesley Snipes was kind of like humble about it. He's like, you know, I don't mind that like somebody else is going to be playing Blade. Like, Mahershal mm-hmm. is going to do it justice, you know? Yeah. He can't play Blade forever. No. Stop evading taxes. Anyway. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> so, and then we all they also mentioned uh, that Fantastic Four, yes, going to mm-hmm. be a thing. And X-Men, yes. Yeah. Definitely going to be a thing in the MCU. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Feige was like, we don't have time to talk about it, but mutants, basically. Yeah, he was like, mutants. Nah. Nah. And then we know there's a Captain Marvel 2. Black Panther 2. We know Black Panther 2. And then we also know... Spider-Man 3 somewhere. Well, you don't know that. And actually, people ask, like, how come you didn't announce what Spider-Man's going to be up to? And they're like, that's not our property to announce anything for. That's Sony. That's true. I know they had a deal with Sony where the movie had to, um, sorry, Far From Home had to cross a billion dollars before. Far From Home. Far From Home before Sony would relinquish rights to Marvel for a third movie. But I think as of this, we could cross that threshold. And then Guardians 3 is a guarantee. And James Gunn confirmed it would be taking place after Thor, Love, and Thunder. So that's phase five for sure. Phase five, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Which, we gotta wait, we gotta sit through another Suicide Squad before we get to that one. Uh, 
You know, I have more trust in James Gunn's version of Suicide Squad than I ever did for... Who? Who did Who that? Who directed that one? I forgot. Oh my god, I don't know. Maybe no one did. Maybe nobody did. You ever consider that? No one directed that? And that's why it was just a bunch of fucking, like, ad executives, like, cutting together with, like, music and going, like, here's a movie. The movie was a mess. It was fucking horrible. It was so pulpy and bad. Phase four, though. I don't know where they're going. I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know what big overarching villain they're building towards, but, like, I'm excited for the ride. I just imagine it's going to be more cosmic than ever before. I think so. Yeah. I think so. We're going to we're gonna see things. They're going to take risks and stuff that they were afraid to originally because mm-hmm. they were so nervous about introducing magic into the MCU because everything was based off of, like, technology for a very yeah. long time. Well, now we have, like, mysticism and magic and vampires. Alternate universes. Yeah. Mutants. Yeah. A stretchy man. <laughs> a stretchy... A fireman. I'm excited because I, I feel like I've gotten everything that I've wanted from the Marvel Universe thus far. So mm-hmm. everything here on out is just icing. Yeah. You know? Take me in new directions. Take me to new places. Do new shit. And it seems like that's exactly what they're doing. I'm excited for Phase 4. I trust them. I really, really do. I trust them with my wife and my life. Like, they've only let me down probably once. Thor 2. And that was it. That's it. Yeah. I haven't watched that movie again since. Nope. There's no reason to. There is not a lot of reason. I've watched The Incredible Hulk more than I've watched that movie. It's a better movie. It's a great movie. It's a better movie. I'll, f- I'll die by that. I will too. <laughs> I will too. I agree. It's a good movie. Do you think... His blood got in a little thing of Fanta Soda, and then Stan Lee dr- drank it, and he got sick. That was awesome. Do you remember that part? Yeah. Yeah. Miss you, Stan. Do you think we're going to get, at any point, like a standalone Hulk movie? No. No, at this point, it's no. Too, that too one, far. that one's like really tied up in um, rights because I think Paramount actually still owns rights to mm. the character's movie presence, so they can yeah. do team up movies some for some reason, but they can't do an individual Hulk movie. Okay, weird, right? Yeah. In the same way, people are like, "Well, how come uh, Disney doesn't just buy back Spider Man?" And it's just like Sony's not selling because it makes them money. Yeah, they're not selling. It's <laughs> not that Disney doesn't have the money to pay for it; they just don't want to give it. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. Simple as that. So some of the other characters that we've already seen like interpretations of like Daredevil and like, you know, like the Marvel shit or the Netflix Marvel stuff. I just wonder, like, are we going to reboot them? Are we going to have them in a different capacity? Like there's going to be a Ghost Rider series. And I've always wanted to just see like a new interpretation of Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. But the Ghost Rider series is a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's already whack as fuck in my mind. (sighs) Like, I don't want that. Maybe like I I like to think that like these shows that are getting killed on Netflix are going to get revived on Disney Plus in some capacity, but we don't know that. You we know? don't know. We don't know. We just got to support it with our dollars. Hmm. Also, Disney. How Disney, much is it? Seven bucks a month. Seven bucks, but Disney Infinity. Sorry, what the fuck is it? Disney Plus is going to be an add-on for Hulu. Oh, so you're in the good, my friend. I didn't know that. Yeah, you just okay. probably got to pay a little bit more. I already pay enough for my HBO. Just a little bit more, buddy. Just get in there. Give Disney your money. They know how to get me. Just give Disney your money, honey. I give my, them so much money. <sighs> that's true. I pay a lot. But that's what I got for you, Phase 4. Yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Good. It's a great alliance. Mm-hmm. Ultimate even. Wolfenstein, whatever. Wolfenstein, whatever. And that's an episode of The Safe Room for yeah, you guys awesome. Thank there. you guys for listening. We did and, it. And letting us talk about things other than video games, pop culture, nerddom. We got permission. We got permission. Yeah. Yeah. Thank we you, Kevin Feige, for letting us have this moment with you. Thanks, Kev. How do we want to close it out? Well, WandaVision's not that bad of a name. It's, it's pretty it's bad. Kinda, it's kind of cute. Pretty awful. It's kind of cute, right? <laughs> I don't think WandaVision. So. WandaVision. It's because they only see each other. 
whatever. whatever as always guys thanks for listening you can find us on all the appropriate channels spotify twitch uh and at twitter over at save room show drop us a line we like it we like it a lot all right guys thanks for being roommates remember to pay your rent <laughs> thank you yeah we're kind of falling behind on rent <laughs> <laughs> all right good night are you <laughs> <laughs>